0: Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and uh, who do I got with me here? Devin, aka Paranoid Coder. And Devin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How about yourself? That is fantastic. I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. And what are we doing here today? Doing a little bit of mod chat. A little bit of mod chat? A little bit of podcasting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Doing it all. Trying to, at least. Having a good time. Yes. Trying our
1: best. Yes, for sure. How's it been going with you? it's uh it's been good it's been crazy uh you know a lot about my life like over the last month i've been moving i've been doing a lot of stuff um we yes. been busy Been working on some exciting but heavy projects but yeah overall pretty good right on right on yeah no congratulations on the move by the way thank you no problem getting, still getting settled in still trying to unpack still trying to organize but you know yeah it's the process we go through <laughs> How about you, man? Anything new and exciting in your life?
0: Uh, just making all these videos, having a fun time and all that, taking a, you know, I, I'm actually taking my first day off of work here in a few days that I've had this year, because I'm kind of just, I enjoy my job, but I'm nice. getting to the point, I'm like, I need like even like a day break, because now mm-hmm. it's getting to the point, there's just many days I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm not depressed, but yeah,
1: I'd like to sleep in for like another hour. I'm going, <laughs> uh, going on vacation starting Tuesday nice. through, the, through the weekend. So, um, obviously it's going to be, you know, the following week. Sure. Um, not this week that we're in right now, but yeah, I'm ready for my vacation. i ready to have a good time. Fantastic. Hanging out with family, the girlfriend. So, you know, that is awesome. Cannot complain. That is awesome. Stoked. Yeah. Tell me about the vacation after the show. Yeah. I need we'll to hear do. about this. We'll do it. I'll tell you about it more when I get back. I need to, <laughs> you know, I need to go experience it. That first. works out too. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give you Pro- the deets. Probably the better thing to do.
0: But yeah, one thing, uh, we ended up trying this, I guess just jumping in here, before we even get into the topics themselves, we had tried this last episode, and I figured you know we could try it again if the audience is cool with that, but uh, Devin, has has there been any mods in the last month or so that
1: you've messed around with? I had a couple things on my list that I wanted to get to that I didn't, but I did. I don't know if you consider this in the realm, maybe probably, but I've been working a bit on my Hackintosh so i'll take it i'll yeah. take it i'll accept that all right yeah, yeah. what have you, been, you what uh, what have you been doing uh, with your hackintosh so uh brief overview of hackintoshing for people that aren't aware hackintoshing is basically taking a regular old pc that would run windows or maybe linux if that fits your fancy and getting mac os to run on it so unlicensed uh you know non-apple hardware running mac os Um, I've been doing that for a while now, but uh, i found a few things, a few bugs here and there that I wasn't super happy with. And I ended up updating it and actually figuring out a routine to update it. Because once you get things set up, it's not really as simple as just updating your operating system anymore. There's a custom bootloader that even gets macOS to run. There's uh, what they call kernel extensions, which are basically, you know drivers for all your hardware and stuff like that because mac os isn't going to support all your hardware your you know networking card and all this other stuff um so i've been kind of working on that I've, it's running better than ever and i have a routine to kind of keep it updated and keep it clean so, very nice yeah i don't know if it's I, this eventually may be something i want to talk about whether it's kind of like um, some kind of a blog post or some kind of a video going over it or something like that do both, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> do you know, a it's, video like showing this stuff, and then do a blog write up. That'd be cool. Right. Uh, but it's something that you know, there's a lot of information out there, but you know, you're not gonna get like a Hackintosh. dot, you know hacks.guide style thing (laughs) why not Uh, i wish well that's what i'm saying but then i think about like going into it and i'm like oh i don't know if i can do that either i think part of it is just that like every single hardware build is very different Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like personal troubleshooting you have to go into
0: and the thing is with hackintosh from what i understand i've never set it up but from what i understand it's that all the i mean once you get the hardware assuming your hardware works the hardware is compatible with the software but not directly natively. So that's where the Hackintosh part comes in because you have to actually modify the Mac OS operating system in a way
1: to get it to work with the hardware that it's supposed to work with Mm -hmm. in the first place. it's gotten better and better over the years. But yeah, that's basically it. Uh, But I would run into some weird issues where it's like, if my computer went to sleep, it would wake up and wouldn't have any sound. Mm-hmm. Um, various little weird quirky things You know what I mean that you wouldn't experience But as of right now it's running basically like a native Mac um, I've even got it kind of all the continuity And like handoff features between my iPhone And the computer working well So you know I can like airdrop files over Wi-Fi From my iPhone to the uh, to the Mac or the Hackintosh um, Pretty seamlessly Do a lot of pretty neat stuff iMessage and all that works So it's running pretty well and uh, for those wondering, one of the main reasons why I do this is that I, uh, this, uh, I have a MacBook for work, and uh, I do all my development on Mac OS at work, and so it's nice to be able to come home too, and if I work from home, I can you know, get on my actual computer and not be hunched over a laptop, so just having everything on the same operating system makes things real fluid. Right so, yeah, on. it's the majority of what I've been doing. And I set up Plex, not really, like, you know, modding-related. Oh, Ple- I love but, Plex so much. We yeah. we just talked about this. Yeah, like, yeah. I love it. So not really modding-related, but, you know, kind of, like, you know, off the beaten path just a little bit. You know, I don't know if anyone else experiences this. If you're in the live chat, let me
0: know, but... um. One of my favorite things with Plex was just getting it tuned just the way I liked it and getting the subtitles there. And there's something so therapeutic about going through and setting up my library and my collections and all that the way it was. So the first few weeks where I was just adding a bunch of content and setting it up on Plex, uh, a lot of my enjoyment was just from organizing the stuff. Like it was just so therapeutic to me.
1: I'll have to like maybe get some tips from you. I haven't really actually uh, dove too deep into it, but... I was really impressed with, you know, we used a product called VideoStream before. We did. Yes, Um, you got me onto VideoStream. Right. And that was much more simple, much more like just, uh, I don't know how else to explain, but really bare bones in what it could do. And I would Mm -hmm. get stuff where like some TV shows would get broken up. It would be like, it would look like three different shows and like each season would be its own show. I had a a lot of weird like, you know, library issues that I never figured out how to deal with. Plex seems to have handled that all very very well. Mm -hmm. Everything seems to be extremely organized, um, labeled correctly, so I would be curious to hear some of your tips. Subtitles isn't something I have really gotten into, but I wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. Don't don't mind some subtitles.
0: Plex does do some kind of Bucky things, I guess, for lack of better terms. By the time I got into Plex, it seemed like I was kind of getting into the point where a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, the layout's not as good, and they're doing all this other stuff, and they're messing with this, and they're... Like, updates
1: for previous versions? Yeah,
0: like, one of the controversial things they did is they're removing plugin support. Right now, at this point, they have hidden it. So mm-hmm. if you're a power user, you can modify it and put the plugins on. But they are saying that at one point they are going to sunset plugins completely. Mm-hmm. Um, they've changed layouts. I'm okay with the layout, but a lot of people hate the new layouts on the players. I don't so I think it's one of those things where for
1: me at the time I came in, because I don't know what I'm missing, I don't mind it. Yeah, and I'm not for sure, but I believe I actually heard someone on a, a- linux-based podcasts say that there was plex was more had, had open source components to it and i think they're locking those down i don't know if it's all of it but maybe that's part of the reason why plugin support's going away i'm not totally sure but yeah um yeah i've, I've definitely heard some changes but like you i kind of I've come into this late in the game compared to other people, and I'm fine with the layout. I'm fine with the way it's worked. It's definitely served its purpose, but I don't, you know, you know me. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of TV. In fact, like, a big part of the reason why I ended up doing this was so that I could enable uh, my girlfriend to watch movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, when she's at work. You know what I mean? So yeah. She's on a break. You know, she can just fire it up. It and, is amazing how many workplaces just don't block Plex. Yeah. Yeah. And it also keeps a little bit better track. Video stream wouldn't really keep track of like what shows I had watched. Video
0: stream, I will say is super awesome. If you're in this position, um, you have your computer, you have a video file that you want to cast somewhere right now. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Open up Chrome, install video stream plugin, drag and drop your file on there. And then it casts to your TV. Mm -hmm. That's what it's good for. But using it as a main video player, I tried that for a while. A lot of videos I watched had, issues and such um that's really what annoyed me with Plex I have yet to run into videos that I have issues with
1: and I never really had any just bust through everything but I also like I just said do not watch as much content as you probably do So maybe I just didn't run into some of the issues, but Mm -hmm. yeah, Plex has been going great. So it's kind of. I just
0: I just used it right before you came. I was watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Nice. Yeah, that's that's how it was relaxing. Yeah,
1: I need to (laughs) give me some Ed, Ed, and Eddie, man. Oh man, I I love it. I recently got uh, most of the seasons of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh my god, that was that was a good throwback. That is a great show to watch. Yeah. anyways, what about you? Have you done anything modding related?
0: I have, yeah. I've done a few things I wanted to talk about, and uh, I even wrote up a little list here. I'm going to keep this a little bit brief because these are things that we can talk about as we get into some of the um, threads here and such. But one of the things is uh, the PS3 exploit tools that came out. Uh, Mm -hmm. They released new tools for firmware 4.84 on the PS3, so I got a lot of experience messing with those. Um, I got to you know set up Han again on my Super Slim. I j- re jailbroke and jailbroke several of my fat PS3s that I have. Um, just got an overall feel for the new tools and they work great so far. Great. Uh, I don't want to. I want to save my compliments for later because I have a lot of good things to say. But that's one of our topics here. Uh, one other thing I did, you know, last podcast where we talked about the Switch stuff we did. Yeah, yeah. I ended up uh, finally got Atmosphere properly set up on my Switch. And it is zero point eight seven, and I will say that the scene is just moving insanely fast on there. Yeah. To the point where it's like anything will change day to day, and we're gonna be looking into some of the atmosphere stuff as well too. Um, but I have, I'm happy I have it. But one thing I talked with you about is uh, this is the this is the injector I use, the NS atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it works. But the problem is I kind of hit a little bit of a brick wall, and I ended up ordering the uh, the RCM loader. It hasn't Mm -hmm. come in yet, but I ordered it because I'm like, damn it. I'm tired of just sticking with one payload because I told you before, you know, I was using SXOS just to get a feel for it, see how it was and everything. And I was like, well, I want to try out some. So some other homebrew and such like I want to try retro arch and they're recommending, Hey, you should do this and use these cores through atmosphere. So let me set this up on here. But the problem is you can only flash one payload onto here at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's not just simple copy and paste like other loaders. It's, you have to actually download a proper application and then you have to take the bin file and it erases the, the chip on here and then it flashes it and then it verifies it. But I'm just like, damn it. I want to, I want to switch between firmwares on the mm-hmm. fly. Like, I want to have everything available to me, yeah. and I can't do that with this. So
1: you're so. still using SXOS a little bit, too?
0: Um, a little bit, but not nearly as much. I was really just using it to, like, dump my games that I have. Yeah. But now at this point, now that I'm starting to venture more into the homebrew and emulators, I'm like, yeah, cool, I want to do um, I want to do Atmosphere. And I haven't messed with Ray and X in months and months, so once I have, you know, a multiloader, it will give me a better excuse to uh, have everything on there. Hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Very cool. By the way, have you looked inside this thing? You've shown me. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because when I'm just, like, idle, I'll just kind of, like, sit here and start ripping the thing apart. And, I mean, it looks like a little city on the inside.
1: I like it. But... It does. It looks like they have so much wasted space. I know. But... <laughs> I know. That's the other thing, too. I, I looked
0: at this, and I'm like, I'm not an engineer, but yeah. this can be done better and smaller.
1: Yeah. But, and, I mean, it's you know, if it works and these probably some chinese company can crank it out and mass scale really quickly if it fits it sits yeah right yeah why take time to optimize it if it works and obviously it doesn't really need to be that small i mean it's nice for just carrying it around like your bag well i was going to say but... it doesn't even need to be this big this or is or no no i'm saying in general it doesn't like in general like you're not getting that much benefit about being it being half the size you yeah. know what i mean like they're right. like if we can make it this size for this cost Mm -hmm. let's make it this size because you're not really like losing a lot.
0: Speaking of the cost on these, I I don't know off the top of my head because I haven't looked it up, like how much these take to manufacture. But I was telling you, I was like, there has to be such a high markup on these because this, this little thing, it's just, you know, a little small board Mm -hmm. that has USB type C on there and it loads up a file that is flashed onto it. This cannot be that much to produce at no. all, like one or two dollars at most, and they're selling these for an average of about fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which they could probably even crank it up just a little bit if they wanted to. 15, but 20 bucks, yeah. There, uh, I'm sure there's more of them. You know, you mentioned the other another. Oh, one. there's I've seen so a couple many of different loaders. So yeah, the, the market's going to bring it down at, at this point. So, mm-hmm. but it's neat. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's cool stuff. I see KillaMods here. He's saying, yeah,
0: every time I watch Mod Chat, I can't take my eyes off that PS2. mods on our Discord server, he's always showing us like the cool PS2 installs and like, case swaps he's doing. So I, I can imagine he would want to really case swap this thing. But I don't know if he would even want to because it's you know one of the white PS2s. But I just know that's his thing. And if you haven't joined the Discord server, check out the link down below in the description here on YouTube. And we have, we have a whole lot of fun times
1: there. You know, I really need to hang out more often there. I just, like, I'm not really in any, like, chat rooms of any kind anymore. I used to be in a lot of IRC rooms when I was, you know, probably, like, late junior high, early high school. school. But, yeah, man, I just, so busy. I just can't, I can't get myself to just sit there. No, I I, I understand. I hardly have time to just, like, sit at my computer these days. (laughs) I'm I'm the
0: opposite. I'm trying to, like, get... I'm trying to not have my free time be just in front of the computer. So I actually need to schedule free time. Like, okay, tonight I'm going to do PS4. Yeah. Oh, dude.
1: My girlfriend and I got a gym membership and we've been working out a ton. Nice. It's been good stuff. Nice. So that's also what I've been doing a lot this month. (laughs) I actually took up running starting about a week ago
0: because I kind of took it as an optimization effort. Because I'm like, okay. When I take Lily outside, I know this is kind of venturing off topic, but she wants to sniff everything so we don't really walk successfully. So when she's running, she doesn't have the opportunity to sniff everything, and I get more distance in in less time. Mm-hmm. So I've been running with her every day, and it's been great. She's That's enjoyed awesome. it too. But yeah, the the last modding-related thing I did was I had just a stack of original Xboxes that were sitting in my office uh, earlier this month. And I said, you know what, there's, I had some reasons for them. So I said, you know what, I'm going to have to refurbish a few of these. I'm going to work on some stuff. I'm going to do a few things. And it ended up taking about a week for me just after work every night, just working through them because then I started really liking what I was doing and I was doing videos. And so I have a ton more content on that as well, too, that I need to cut up and do things on and such, and maybe even a product to look into. But um, near the end, I even had like one or two Xboxes that were just sitting there and I was like, you know i don't have a goal for these right now but while i'm here i might as well rip them up clean them refurbish them and hard mod them so all of my xboxes now have been restored which makes me feel better
1: that is awesome yeah
0: so big endeavor but it was really fun at the same time to do
1: very nice yeah you have too many (laughs) i know i know man it's a sickness do you really have a plan for all those eventually
0: <laughs> no some of them i have plans for some of them i have video plans for that i've even yeah. done or plan on doing and then others it's just like eh, it was five bucks i hear you, yeah.
1: go. I hear you. <laughs> well should we get moving on yes we should get into some real topics yes we should all right yeah so i know that our first topic here on the list is something that uh I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty neat. You probably know just a tad bit more than I do. You have more PSV to experience than sure. I. But I do think, I looked into it, and I think it's really freaking cool. hmm So, it looks like the flow has come out with some more news. He kind of has a 3.69, 3.70. He, he not only did a PSA, he did a ETA win on this. Which is pretty impressive, <laughs> yeah. So, just to get it out of the way, six to eight weeks... We're looking to see.
0: Well, at the time of that recording, so. Oh, well, at right. the time of this was released. Right, right, right. So we were looking that? at. I actually it. didn't look at the. It was March 30th. So okay. right now, the flow is saying that the estimated time of arrival for the 3.70 PS Vita exploit chain is going to be the second half of May of this year.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, really not that far away, especially Mm -hmm. with how long we've waited for some of these things.
0: And that's why I'm trying to do, I I plan to have a video out about this as well. And I want to cover this on the podcast, not only as news, but just to signal boost it. Mm -hmm. So, anyone, if you're watching this, if you're watching this right now and you have a 3.70 PS Vita or 3.69 PS Vita and you want to modify it, this is the links are going to be down below, you know, in the show notes once this is done being streamed. But in short, he is saying here that this consists of a PSP emulator escape, meaning that it's going to be using a PSP game that you download. It can be any PSP game, free or paid. It could even be demos, um, or it can be a PSP mini game. Mm -hmm. But it cannot be a PS1 classic, so PSP or PSP mini game. So because of this, he's saying, hey, look, I want to drop this exploit chain, But we need to work together as a community. So if you want one, you need to do some prep work. And essentially what you need to do is update to 3.70, add a PlayStation Network account to your Vita if you haven't already, license, like register your Vita to that account, and then download any PSP or PSP mini game. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is, download any game from
1: the PlayStation Store, make sure it runs, and then back it up using the application QCMA. It's worth noting that PS1 classics that originally ran on the PSP don't count. Yes. Yep. Just drilling that in. because The PS1 classics
0: technically run on the emulated PSP on the Vita, but they don't count here. So then doing this is really easy, but just backing that up. And then at that point, it's just wait. Mm -hmm. So again big PSA to anybody who wants to mod their Vita that is on 3.69 or 3.70. Get yourself a PSP game, back it up using QCMA, then don't remove your PSN account, don't deactivate that Vita, and don't remove the PSP game. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Your job is to wait until late
1: March. It's like also worth- second, half, uh, second half of May, excuse me, not March. It's also worth noting that even a demo will work. So if you can find a free demo yeah. in your region... That's going to be fine. So you don't need to go out and, like, spend money uh, if you have something available. Yeah, so in the U.K. and
0: European Union, uh, he's recommending Ape Quest. For North America, he's recommending LocoRoco Midnight Carnival. And for Japan, he's recommending Ease Seven. Those are free demos that you can download that work perfectly well with this. But, again, even if you just want to buy a PSP game that you want to play, such as, like, Retro City Rampage, it'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's about all we know with this so far. So for anybody who's asking for
1: more details or this or that, l- literally all we have is this. Right, and uh, I don't know if you've used QCMA before. I did, but last uh, night actually. Um, it, it looks like... A lot of it could be like save data related, perhaps. Maybe there's something along that. I mean, we've seen save data exploits in a lot of different consoles. So who knows what it's actually going to be? It could possibly be. But but he's
0: saying here, download and install QCMA to make a backup of your game. He's not mentioning the saves. He's only mentioning Hmm. the game. So I have a feeling it's going to be a way of infecting the game, so to speak, on your computer and then restoring that backup to your Vita. That's what I feel Hmm. like it's going to be.
1: It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But yeah, uh, having it like actually work on the PSP emulator and then breaking out from there, um, which I'm sure Sony put specific measures in place so that that wouldn't be easy to, you know, make happen considering how exploited the PSP was in the first place. I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing I wanted to mention here, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen if a name was decided, but he did say he was looking for a cool exploit name. So uh, I think... I think one thing he was thinking of on Twitter was Trinity in there
0: because he said technically it's three pieces of a chain. Hmm. So that'd be cool. But yeah. One thing also, just for the flow's sake that I'll put out here, I'd like to read, you know, the very last thing he put on this PSA. And he said here, last but not least, I would like to ask you a favor. If you're following me on Twitter only for PS Vita News, Please stop liking, retweeting, commenting to tweets of mine that are not related to PS Vita. The reason is I am planning to use Twitter more professionally in Infosec. There were so many times when I had conversations with people that got interrupted with 3.70 hack win. I know this is partly my fault since I didn't give you an exact ETA, but that's because I have got my own real life. I'd said I'd release the hack some in 2019 such that I do not put myself in too much pressure, as I am currently studying and working on my bachelor's thesis. I never ask you to praise me or look at me as a god or whatever, but the disrespect of some people nearly kills my motivation. If this doesn't stop, I might completely stop working on the PS Vita. So that's one thing, just, you know, as a PSA and just as an exchange. He'll give this to you all. He's just asking, don't bug him on
1: Twitter about stuff. Yeah, and I wonder if he, I mean... If I were him, I'd create a second account, you know what I mean? But Even then the problem is you'd have people key. that would hit you up on both accounts. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, your your goals, right? It sounds, like, almost more like he was... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what you want. Are you trying to not be known? Like, are you trying to use it for, like, a normal Twitter thing? If so, maybe, like, you don't need necessarily to necessarily tie the two. If you're trying to be, like, a normal person, you know what I mean? Trying to make it use Twitter for normal reasons where you're I, not semi-famous. I personally don't think it's that. I think it's just he wants to ha- talk about Vita stuff
0: when he's tweeting about Vita stuff. But if he's like, let's say he's tweeting to you about some infosec related thing. He doesn't want to be interrupted in the middle of it of, Hey, ETA, when Devin, can you ask when
1: ETA is? Yeah. I still think you probably should use a separate account. That might be good too, but because that's, uh, uh, that's, that's, it's one of those things. Look, like I'll, I'll that respect his end. wishes on that. And I'm just signal boosting it out there. Sure. That's good. Please chill. It's good. All right. I I agree. I don't, you know. Leave
0: the flow alone.
1: Definitely (laughs) everyone should do their best. But it's also like we've seen this for as long as I've been in the scene. Yeah. So. You're not wrong. So. Well, should we give a shout out here?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We got uh, Katsu Kyogen, I believe. That's how you say his name. Still on the cruise, just dropping in to say hello. And thank you so much for
1: that. Man, you're on a cruise? Yeah, he's on a cruise. That
0: would actually explain, I think... You know, I'm pretty sure he told us, and I kind of forgot. He's a regular on the Discord server. And I was even thinking, I was like, I haven't seen him in a while. But, yeah, no, he's just having a life. Look at us. We're just sitting here streaming. That's That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Hey, I got vacation soon. Yeah. I'm just not going to be out on the sea. Well, not on a boat. Yeah. But... Gotta love it. That's awesome, man. Congrats and thank you. I'm sure that you're probably spending some money on the cruise, so I appreciate the dollars floating our way. Yes, the $2 donation, we
0: appreciate
1: that. It goes towards worthwhile stuff, like this table, for example. Everything helps. Yes. It's very awesome. Everything helps. We're gonna just start thinking about the next investment too. Yeah. There's always gotta be something to upgrade.
0: Yeah, although, as I said, I'm pretty happy with where we're at now, thankfully. We got, mm-hmm. you know, the microphone set up, we got the desktop here, we got the the lighting the camera and everything and I can tell people this so I ended up uh I finally tried out arctics mx4 thermal paste for the first time and I ended up repasting this desktop that I'm using because I got this desktop that we're streaming on for free and I cleaned it but I didn't repaste it because your boy was lazy and this thing would sound like a jet engine at times but I repasted it and oh my goodness I can't this thing won't get loud anymore no matter what I do it won't get loud it's so great so repaste your shit that's what I can recommend
1: to people. Me too. Yeah. Eventually.
0: Eventually. Eventually.
1: Yeah, I've, I've had my PC for almost four years now. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Some people are like, "Oh, you need to repaste every six or twelve months." No, you don't. Yeah. You don't.
1: I mean, I did do it myself when I did it with some higher quality paste. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what brand it was, but I remember I didn't I didn't cheap out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been that long, so probably would be worth doing it again. Yeah. And Tristan coming in hot with his $2. He said he had it ready. He's no liar. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tristan. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, Tristan Leonard, thank you so much for the $2. And he's saying,
1: got to get mine in here, just dropping in. So yeah, very much appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully uh, both of you guys can stick around for the whole thing. But especially with you, Katsu, Kyogen. You got to get back to the cruise, I understand. Are there that.
0: seriously two people watching this from a cruise? Mm-hmm. Geeky uh, yeah, geekist Fox is saying <laughs> I'm on a cruise too, Katsu. Everyone's on a yeah. We're the only
1: people who aren't on a cruise. It's season. Is that season, man? Is it really? I don't know, it's good weather. So I've imagine. never been on a cruise, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it. Would you go on a cruise in the winter? Probably no. when, like the weather's well, starting I to get would, good. I would Okay,
0: Devin, I would go somewhere that has nice weather and then go on the cruise. Mm. But I also I'm I'm almost a little nervous about going on a cruise because I don't know if I'll have, you know, like major anxiety or you know hardcore seasickness or what like i don't know because i've
1: never been on a cruise i don't think but i've been on boats and eaten. i've been fine yeah I've, I've like fallen asleep on a boat before like a small like a pontoon style boat like water rocking like i do not get seasick which is very nice That's good yeah people in my family do people in my family get like car sick and seasick and like so i'm very thankful for that i'll only get car sick if
0: like I notice I don't get car sick in the front, but if I'm in the back seat and we're doing like a lot of like this action, like, you know, stopping and starting and kind of doing this, I start to get seasick. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh my God. And another donation here from, uh, let's see, from <laughs> Nicholas Lovin'. Oh, no, I have a bank account now for $5. <laughs> Nick, thank you, but, dude, I... Save your monies. <laughs> th- no, because I, I know with Nick, he was thinking of buying some stuff, and I'm like, just save your money, man, but yeah, we appreciate it. It is, it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: it, seriously, uh, you guys don't know how much, like, I mean, I, it blows my mind just, you know, even getting a couple dollars. So. Big love, yeah. Big love. For sure, big love. I've been saying that a lot, so. But All right, before we get another donation... Let's try to get at least one more story. In. Yes,
0: yes. This isn't a story, man. This is a fact. right
1: Yeah, here. right here, a release. Yes, if you will. we got a release. You want to cover this? Uh, to... I can. I can start it off. Go ahead. Um, basically, Go ahead. the uh, Dark Souls inspired homebrew for the PS Vita. The one we talked
0: month. about last month. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It was, by Vita Hex.
1: And there was a Patreon going for it for like you know early early builds and uh, some exclusive content for it. But mm-hmm. now it looks like it's released to the public. It is. So it's definitely being labeled as alpha still, um, but it's pretty sweet so i don't know uh if you know if a lot has changed um from what we saw but this is the first publicly playable thing Mm -hmm. um here in the notes it says that the frame rate floats around 25 frames per second although recently my vita so i don't know if this was okay holy uh mcdiver yes Um, this is the person who wrote on wololo uh he's saying his vita goes below a little bit but it's he thinks his vita has been acting up so probably i'd guess around 25 frames per second um controls may be a bit confusing but i don't know i've never played dark souls so you can tell me maybe if the controls on there are confusing um but
0: i haven't really played dark souls either but uh i myself last night i did try this game oh yeah yeah and uh it is it's really awesome that this like when i was playing i'm like i can't believe this is on the vita here Mm -hmm. uh it is very much alpha like to the point where you you just You start at the beginning, there's no checkpoints, there's no saving. Mm -hmm. When you die, you just start back at the beginning. It does run at about 25 frames per second, so it's not like it's, you know, a performance powerhouse by any means. Um, And I did question, because you can overclock the Vita. I didn't do this, but I kind of wondered whether overclocking it would really increase the performance all that much, but I'm also not too worried about it because it is an alpha. But again, for what it is for a homebrew alpha, it's really awesome. And... I am not a challenging game player person. So I died at like the first big enemy. And I was like, that's it for me. I'm good. I'm not trying to get pissed off. But big thanks to, you know, Vita Hex Games for working on this. I even told them on Twitter. I said, this is really awesome for a homebrew alpha game. I am not
1: awesome at it, but Mm -hmm. I very much respect this. Well, and also, I mean, if it's like Dark Souls, Dark Souls is infamous for being really hard. Yes, that's so, the whole point of it. Get good. <laughs> um, I'm kind of there with you. Uh, games have a certain level of like frustration, and as they give me that much, that like I will bow out. You know, I, I'm in it. Especially with my lack of time these days, I'm in it to play, have fun. Yeah, which is also why I still enjoy playing Pokemon. It's not that hard, but it's fun, and I enjoy it. Now, you did mention that there are no checkpoints, saves, or anything like that right now. Um, they did mention that uh, they're working on these elements, and they're going to slowly trickle in with future updates so this is probably not going to be a permanent thing no idea when that's going to happen no eta on this one no eta when but it's very likely we'll see them in the future yeah so good job to you guys i can't wait to see more stuff coming out and i would love to give it a try on yes. Your Vita yes i got it on my vita i'll fire it up for you yeah it's absolutely. cool so far absolutely yeah maybe next time this next month well well we can fit it in i mean i'm gonna be on vacation for like a week but okay uh, we got to figure out time. I'd say sooner than later this next month. Let's figure out some time to have another mod party. I'd be down. Knock some ish out. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yes, we should. Revita, Revita is having a PS Vita game jam. Yes, 2019 game jam. I wanted
0: to ask you, have you ever participated in a game jam?
1: Uh, no. Okay. No. I mean, okay. uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh. I think every time, like, something like that came up in the homebrew community, uh, I just didn't have enough confidence, and I don't think I would have, like, done really well. I mean, I'm sure it would be fun, but, you know, and and now it's, like, not something that I've really participated in as a professional. Um, I don't even – I'm not involved in enough communities like that that are doing things like that, so no. But um, I think it's cool. I think it's great for the community. Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) so this is – I don't know if we have anyone on the podcast who's listening right
0: now, but if you are a homebrew developer on the Vita – or you want to be a homebrew developer This is your chance to work on a homebrew game Submit it and possibly get money From this You can mm-hmm. get money off something that you would be right.
1: doing for free So it's $500 that is being given away in total That's not for the first place person um, We have the prices down here somewhere Yeah, I want to say here It is It's $250 for first it. $150 for second And $100 for th- for third place Yes. So homebrew almost always is done for free so even though that may not seem like a ton of money i mean maybe other like professional things like this get uh, a little bit more money attracted to it that's still really good i yeah, mean yeah if it just takes you what a couple of weeks i don't even know the time frame
0: well here. you don't have that much time so here's the other thing i so want to stress tw- it's april 17th that we're talking about this right now mm-hmm. you have until april 23rd to submit it right And they even note here, while this sounds short, it is important to note that game jams are meant to be short, as the point behind them is to entice developers to come up with original ideas and develop a prototype for them in a
1: short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Right, so the pressure's on. um, It is. If, you know you're interested in something like this, i definitely get on it sooner than later, but I, I can't wait to see what comes out of this because surely some, some good stuff is going to go. I mean, yeah. money entices a lot.
0: <laughs> now, the downside is they don't really... ReVita really doesn't have a website for this. They're doing this through Twitter. So I'm also going to link their Twitter in the description, and it is RePSP2, and this is how you can submit your Vita games if you'd like
1: to. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going
0: to have that in there for sure.
1: Right. So... um. Going over a few kind of guidelines here, Mm -hmm. uh, some of their guidelines are that they must be original games, um, so no, like, I guess, ports or something like that. If there's an original game that um, is already an existing project it can't be submitted unless they're uh, substantially updated, which... It's kind of vague. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. you know, I, that's probably something that people should shy away from just so you don't like put in some effort and it turns out not to meet that kind of restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, can have multiple entries per person, but only one entry is going to win a prize. So you can't win first, second, and third and take all the money. That's correct. Um, But yeah, it's also open to any kind of like development stack which I think is kind of cool. So um, I think that is too. Lua is actually what I got started programming in on the PSP back in the day. And so Lua is a perfectly capable thing. So that's not going to be compiled natively. That's a scripting language. Really easy to get started. Really easy to code on the fly and test. Uh, That was really like my first language I dove deep into. Um, ended up making a. I think my first thing I made was like a Trogdor game. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Do
0: you have this anywhere, dude?
1: I don't know. I've, I can't, I don't think so. I think I lost that. Oh. Yeah. I know. I've got some of my source code. Do you from ever the release PSPs. it anywhere? Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that was one. I don't. That I might have ran into enough bugs because I was so terrible back then. Oh man. But yeah. um. Lua is fun. I mean, I haven't done anything in a while, but you know, I, I tried to start with C, had no idea what I was doing, and Lua was something that was easy enough to like get into. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I'd there's... love to
1: see if some people from our community could actually get
0: into it. That would be awesome. Again, you have until April twenty third to submit. Um, but the other product, the the other not product, the other stacks here are uh, Game Maker unity vita sdk and rpg maker so really as long options. as you can make a piece of vita game homebrew mm-hmm. and submit it by april 23rd you have a chance to win mm-hmm.
1: yeah love these things
0: yeah yeah it's great for the community love it
1: yeah and i would, I would love to see you next month if we can round up some of like the top uh, games that came out of that
0: yeah we should that's a good idea we should do that yeah cool we'll have to just remind ourselves to do that
1: but right on hey siri note to self <laughs> Okay. Before we uh, get too distracted, though, uh, Sky McGowan. Hopefully, I'm saying your last name right. Um, five dollar donation. Mod chat rocks with the uh, the rock on symbol. I think that's the I love you. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. it is. I love you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, thanks, dude. We, we love we you very too. much.
0: Appreciate it for the five dollar donation.
1: We we love you too. We love your monies, but we love you being in the chat more than the monies. Yes. So Absolutely. much appreciated. It's the community that makes us do this. Dude, so. It is awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. I still when I talk about this, it's kind of like there are people that like actually like wait to see us live on chat, which mm-hmm. blows my mind. It, it almost makes me like I'm a little bit bashful talking about it because it's like it, it feels so unworthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, mean? I, I I totally
0: get that. I know but it was. Um, it's still awesome regardless. Very much appreciated. It really is. No, I was going to say here as well. Uh, When I had talked about, uh, I was talking about, you know, the channel and all that, not specifically but like the channel with someone. And, uh, you know, when you, when you get caught up in the numbers, it's easy to kind of blow this off a little bit, but I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I almost have a hundred thousand subscribers and, you know, it's all, I was talking with someone who was talking about, you know, perspective and everything. And he was saying, well, dude, that's like you, you have more subscribers on your channel than people to fill up mini stadiums out Mm -hmm. there. And I was like, fuck, I never thought of it like that. So even if it's something like, hey, if a video gets a thousand views, it's like, dude, there's many, like many lecture halls are only two or three hundred people. There's more people watching a video or a podcast
1: than they would be in a lecture hall. I think one of the stadiums nearby here is 30,000. Damn. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah?
0: Yeah, never think of it like that because, you know, it all just becomes numbers at the end, but you got to, like, humble yourself like that and
1: just kind of put it back into perspective, so. Live Mod Chat at a stadium ETA win. No. (laughs) No. Dude, you know, it's crazy. My girlfriend actually went to a live podcast at a local, like, concert hall. Um, what podcast was it? Um... My Favorite Murderer, I think it was. Okay, I know people that wanted to go to that, and they couldn't get the tickets. Yeah, she, she went with one of her friends. It was it was a blast. She had a good time. So, But I thought that was crazy. I'm like, man, a live podcast? I've
0: never been to a, li- a live podcast. I listened to a... I guess I go to this one, uh, even though yeah, it's right. live stream. <laughs> but I've... A <laughs> little I've, different. I've listened to a live podcast. I listened to the live episode of the H3 uh, podcast, and yeah. it was not good, because they just ran into so many issues, and you could yeah. tell that... Uh, gila in particular was very nervous because she she just had like a constant nervous laughter the whole time
1: and also i listened to them so i'm like this sucks this is not good (laughs) i've listened to a couple uh linux related ones where they're at conventions and like the everything seemed to work out really well but it you know it was almost like you couldn't tell and they were like we're live at whatever and then you hear like the crowd erupt and you're like whoa so that's kind of nice because the you know the crowd comes in when they need to and then it's got. they had enough of a good setup where i did hear the cu podcast live as well and i actually didn't like that one
0: either simply because the way they do it they'll like record like us and they'll be like hey we talked about this topic at this live show so here it is and then all of a sudden the quality just completely drops because you're going from two guys recording in a room with nice sound equipment to you know a a large event room recording. So it's echoey, it's boomy. You're not hearing them all that well. Um, So I didn't like it that much either. But even then, it's like I feel like they don't get as good of a conversation in when they do it live on a panel as opposed to doing it in a room at times. Mm -hmm. But that's just just my opinion on it. So maybe I need to try one myself and go to one, but the live podcast episodes that I have heard after they Like I've heard the recordings of I didn't like that
1: much Well and I think What was cool about that one too Is that And this could go either way But they had a Some people I guess Coming up like Talking about like Their own stories Or something like that too Or you hmm. know like Cause a lot of what they talk about Is like Real stories On that podcast or, For I My guess, Favorite murderer? Yeah, Yeah And so then they had like people coming up from the audience and like sharing some of their stories. That's cool. So that kind of adds an interesting element.
0: One I would like to hear would be um, last podcast on the left where they talk about just like really horrific and Mm -hmm. horrible things and these guys are just so funny to listen to so I'm like you know what if they ever come through I would actually Mm -hmm.
1: try and go to a live show I would like to go see one. I think it'd be a good experience Good shit. But anyways let's not get too distracted. Yes. See some of this good discussion for the Q&A. Absolutely Moving on uh, do you have anything else to Excuse say about me. the Homebrew uh, Game Jam?
0: No, I'm good on that.
1: So, yeah. Uh, if anybody from the community who's watching or listening uh, submits something, let us know. I'd love to feature it and talk about it on the next month's podcast. Yeah. So, um, Moving on, our favorite topic over the last couple of years. Switch topic. Switch stuff. Switch chat. Ninten-chat. Nintendo chat. Nintendo yeah.
0: chat. Um, 8.0 is out is out uh, mm. Succeeding the previous former Which was 7.0.1
1: Yeah so uh, that's a pretty big bump, major version. Very big, yeah. Um, I don't know of a lot of the under-the-hood details, but one of the biggest changes for the homebrew community is that Deja Vu has been patched. Yes. So, so what does this mean, Devin, that Deja
0: Vu is patched?
1: Uh, I was going to ask you a little bit more, because I haven't actually okay. dealt with Deja Vu that much None of, us of our have,
0: Switches. So none of us have dealt with Deja Vu. So first of all, if you have a... Like, this is my hack switch here. Right. If you have a hacked-up Switch, um, if... If it's already vulnerable to the RCM exploit and everything, you don't have to worry. Just don't update to 8.0.0 because I don't think there's any custom firmware that works on it. However, if you have one of the ipatched units we talked about, Mm -hmm. which means that it does have RCM, but it is no longer vulnerable to the boot ROM exploit. Unfortunately, you cannot, as of right now, you cannot use a major exploit chain on it. So do not update your system if you want to. Have it modified in the future. Do not update it past 7.0.1 because this was essentially going to be the warm boot exploit that was going to be usable on patched switches and it's been patched up on 8.0.0. 0. 0.
1: Was Deja Vu ever actually released to the public?
0: No. I didn't think so. No, it was not. It was a private exploit chain that was detailed and such, but right. it
1: wasn't out there in release. And you kind of like highlighted it, but I just want to go just a little bit deeper. So... Like you said, RCM, the kind of vulnerability in the Tegra GPU. Like the the Fuse Jelly right. um, exploit we're talking uh, about. Using the jig and everything like that. Um, Nintendo didn't release a hardware revision for that. What they did was like a soft update. So the boot ROM was patched, which they can't do through firmware, right? But they could do it at the factory. Is that right? Mm, I, I would say that's.
0: it's technically a hardware patch. Cause they have to do it at the factory, and they cannot—they cannot ever patch Fuse Jelly on systems like this, the one I have here. They cannot ever patch it through software. No, it's a cold yeah. boot bootrom exploit, so we can get it regardless, as long as we have everything capable. But the other one, um, like the new Switches, the patch ones that came out, they had new eye patches on them, so that prevents Fuse Jelly from being run.
1: Right. what I mean by that is, I think from Nintendo's perspective, they didn't have to like actually physically revise the hardware or whatsoever they just have to patch the boot rom on their end that's correct when it's being assembled and everything. that is like correct that. but it's in an area of the uh switch that is not accessible by the os or the updates or anything like that mm-hmm. so that's why they couldn't patch it from updates but um i don't believe it actually has like any different actual components in it unlike what we saw from you know psp and other different like things back in the day where like they actually had hardware revisions where the hardware itself was physically updated Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so spec spec for spec it is still the new switches are just like the old switches but you are correct the boot rom has been patched at the factory right So therefore, you cannot do the Fuse Jelly cold boot exploit. You could do a warm boot exploit if one was released, such as Deja Vu. But those warm boot exploits can be patched through software, which is what happened on Mm 8.0.0. So again, if you have a currently hackable switch, do not update to 8.0.0 until custom firmware is supported for it. If you have a iPatch switch and you plan on getting it modded later on, do not update past 7.0.1 because you can effectively patch out right. deja vu.
1: Right. I mean at this moment I would say if you're interested in hacks at all, don't update. Yeah. So, very short way of doing it. Um yeah, I don't know if you, there's a whole lot more to speak on this. Um I don't know about any like really major feature changes for 8.0. Um
0: I didn't track that personally. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't
1: really of interest to mine in fact, like a lot of their <laughs> feature updates lately have not been that grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get some real major We makers. still have no folders. We only have white theme and black theme we
0: don't have there's a lot that we're missing on there so i still love the switch don't get me wrong but i'm like cool another update the patch is a lot of under the hood stuff and doesn't give me anything cosmetic
1: awesome i love the games that i play and whatnot but yeah when you give me some better like nintendo switch online features or better lobbying system or something like that (laughs) i'll be stoked yeah but yeah love the switch it's just it is what it is It
0: is what it is. It's a switch.
1: It does disappoint me. And I understand, like, uh, I'm sure they're going off of, like, breaking changes for different, like, APIs and stuff like that. And that's probably a big reason why they're bumping it up to 8.0. But as an end user, it's like, I like the whole, like, you know, Android iOS model where it's like, you know, number increase means fun new features. Yes, Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's for end users, it's usually you know, really nice, but yeah. The the only thing that. that if you're a stock
0: user, the only thing that you're really going to benefit from is online play. Right. It's like, oh cool, you can connect to the eShop and play online, all that shit. But yeah. Oh well. Again, I have two switches. This is my hacked one right here. So this one I keep offline. I do whatever the hell I want to on it. Doesn't matter. And then my stock one I always update. And by the way, I did update that one to eight point zero point zero. And I am still just utterly shocked at how fast these systems are update, dude. Hmm. Like I clicked updates. Like okay, cool. It's downloading. And I swear I blinked, and then the system rebooted,
1: and patched. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I no. It's exactly insanely fast. <laughs> Now, I actually, I, I do see a couple interesting things. I just uh, Googled the update real quick. Um, there actually is a sort software feature uh, from the home menu, so you can sort by, like, last played, total playtime, software title, and software publisher. That's kind of cool. Okay, so um, a little more organization. Right. Uh, a couple view all available news options. This news. could have been a 7.1. Right. All right, um, you didn't have to get me excited with 8. 15 new uh, icons. Here's one. Uh, again another one of those like why the hell wasn't this available at release let alone a year ago mm-hmm. you can now transfer your save uh yeah your save data from switch to switch so we're not talking cloud backup but like on the 3ds when you could like transfer your like i thought you content? could do that already oh, i thought you could transfer your data from a switch to another switch i don't think i'm so. pretty sure there was a
0: feature to do because we talked about this before we talked about mm-hmm. your brother possibly getting another switch and how we would do it and say like hey we could no. do this all no 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 that was like if we got if we got a new one from gamestop maybe no but i was telling you that you wouldn't be able to do that through gamestop unless gamestop allowed you to have both switches at the same time and you went through Hmm. the system that was there to transfer your data from the old one to the new one and then you relinquished your old one to gamestop yeah that's what we're talking about but we had a discussion i remember about transferring data between switches
1: hmm yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think what you might be reading, I think it's selective data now. So if you want, you can transfer a few saves. Yeah, maybe. But it used to be all or nothing.
1: Hmm. That like
0: might, that might be a... previously to do a data transfer, it was hey, you're doing a data transfer because you're getting a new switch. <gasps> yes.
1: My favorite feature: disable waking when the AC adapter is disconnected. Oh, that'd be nice. Because every time I unplug my switch from the dock, I like to pack it away. I hit it's like lock boop. Button again. Yep. Holy crap, I yep. might do that on my main switch. Uh, I don't know. So just, you know, not a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: And yeah, even Xseat just uh, verified. He said you could system transfer. Now you can just do the save. So
1: Gotcha. Yeah, because I
0: was going to say system transfer was a feature we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the time, the, again, the, the time that we were talking about, it was you can system transfer, but I don't think GameStop will allow you to have two systems at the same time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's right. If you're just doing a trade-in. Gotcha. Yep. Which means now, well, I guess if you if 8.0 gets updated on custom firmware, would it be possible maybe to like transfer your saves between your hack switch and your main switch? Mm, ooh, you're, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's, yep. You could without, without a save manager, you're saying Yeah, yeah You could do yeah. it
1: officially Like from your official non-hack switch to your hack switch You could Ooh, maybe Let's well, see <laughs> that, might be, that might be a fun experiment Yeah Alright yeah. Well, coming down off that little hype right there We're entering a little bit more somber news First, I know they killed know. Deja They'll... Vu And now they're trying to kill MVG I don't think they're trying to kill him
0: But they're trying to censor my boy, alright yeah. Trying to censor him I'm Not happy
1: yeah, it really sucks. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't talked to him about him uh, directly. I don't know if you have, but I did I have, watch his video, yeah. uh, and it's a bummer, man. It is, it is. So for for anybody here who does
0: not know, MVG, we're talking about Modern Vintage Gamer, fantastic dude, friend of the show, dear friend of mine, been on the podcast few times, three times I think times, at this yeah. point, yeah. But he ended up making this horrible. The video is not horrible. I just think what happened was horrible. He made this. Right. Horrible video, not content. Okay, he made a video called Horrible News. Yes, there we go. I've been censored by Nintendo. Fair use means nothing. And in here, he essentially says that, in case you don't know, he has made great videos about the Nintendo Switch, showing the homebrew features, showing, uh, you know, homebrew applications, showing emulators and all that stuff. And Nintendo has started using the content ID system through YouTube to video, like, to claim... Audiovisual rights on his videos, right.
1: and also to be clear, in these kind of videos, they're not like promoting or even teaching anything about piracy. You know what I mean? He's not really; doesn't seem to be. That's not the main focus of it. No. Well, no. I mean, but in general, when you're talking about like getting attention on like hacking video game consoles a lot of times piracy is like one of the biggest yeah he's not he's not making videos saying something like this is how you get free switch games right and even like yeah you you can continue on but like what did what was the problem honestly surprised me so yeah like in this video for example as you
0: can see from this still he ended up saying here i'll try and boost into theater mode um that this was this video homebrew on the nintendo switch goes next level Um, It's been blocked in all countries. There's no monetization on it. And Nintendo ended up doing a manually detected audio-visual claim on this because he showed about five seconds of Super Mario 64. So this video is about 10, 11 minutes, let's say. He says that he showed five seconds of only the video, not even the audio. To me, this is open and shut fair use right here. But this was, again, this is straight up Nintendo censoring because it's not even like, oh, they're trying to get the money from him. No, they did a manual detection over five seconds worth of content to block the video from being viewed by anyone. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's pretty rough. And I don't, you know, it's trying to find motivation here. Nintendo has done a lot of weird stuff in Mm -hmm. the past with not wanting their games to be streamed and a lot of I don't I don't know weird stuff that's hard to get in the mindset of them. It almost feels like you know it's like that they're a little bit of an old company or something like that. You know, just because like it's like you I don't know you don't get what like the current times are and like why people are doing this and why it would even harm you. Definitely
0: one big thing to keep in mind about this is that it is MVG is essentially unofficially confirmed that it is Nintendo of Japan's doing. Because it seems like it's just Japanese companies. I'm not trying to even stereotype here, but just from what I've seen with YouTube and content ID and copyright and gaming, it's always Japanese companies that don't really understand the YouTube side things or fair use. We've seen this with Atlas, for example, where did you ever follow the Persona 5 thing that happened? Mm -mm. No, I did not. Essentially, uh, Atlas of America came out and they're like, hey, hey. So Persona 5 is coming out on the PS4, and we know you all are really excited about it. And here's one other big thing. Uh, on the PS4, you have the ability to stream games, to record yep. video, to right. take screenshots. All those features are blocked on Persona 5. Ooh. You can't do any of those on yeah. the PS4. Weird. So they're all blocked, but Atlas of America ended up saying, Hey, look, uh, we're really excited that you all probably want to do Let's Plays and streams of this, but our Japanese counterparts don't quite see eye to eye with us here. So we have some restrictions that we'd like to put on you. And it was essentially you can play up to like a fifth of the game on stream and do whatever you want to. But if you played anywhere past that, they're not saying that we're going to, but there's a high possibility that we could strike down your video. some over. Yeah. So man. they were, um, and I think for a while Atlas of Japan was doing that. And I believe they've cooled down at this point. But even Nintendo, they tried to do their own Nintendo partner program here mm-hmm. on YouTube
2: yep, where they this.
0: content ID'd all this stuff. And they said, if you want to make money off this, you have to go through our partner program or you have to submit these videos to us. And they have to adhere to these guidelines. And you can play these games this way, but you can't play these certain games and all this other stuff. Um, so it's generally the Japanese side of these game development companies that try and really control the user generated content that's put out there. Yeah. While as the European and
1: the American branches are like, Hey, just have fun, right? Just get the videos out there. And I get what you're saying, but it's it's even hard for me to really fathom the motivation behind all this because let's say the, the example here with super Mario 64, um, mm-hmm. 64 games, as far as we know, are not coming to switch anytime soon. MVG was thinking, Maybe this could be a hint that they're going to come? Maybe. I mean, that's you know that's kind of where mine go- my mind goes, too. But there's no advertisement for that. It's not like, hey, instead of... You know, again, it's, this isn't like a circumventing anybody. There's no uh, Super Nintendo 64 or... Uh, yeah, Nintendo 64 Classic that we know of yet. I mean... It, the only way to play these games is on really old hardware mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't have. So I don't, you know, it's hard to see the, the motivation on my perspective. I get that this could be coming from the Japanese side of things, but, you know, it, it just stinks without having like a real concrete reason why. You know what I mean? I could level with a company if I had a good reason. Like maybe I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I don't have that reason. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't have a good explanation. Uh, yeah, and it just extra sucks that it's happening to MVG, someone that we know personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It, now, I had kind of like left this hanging here, but when I talked about him, because um, I'm sorry, I went off onto the you know the the Japanese company tangent. But when I said he kind of officially, unofficially um, confirmed it was Nintendo of Japan, uh, he had specifically said, "I don't have the tweets in front of me," but he said that he disputed the content ID matches, and they were rejected at nighttime here in the U.S. And it was like. <laughs> 11 o'clock in the morning in in japan so it was during their business hours that they were they were coming in and they were also being rejected the appeals and such um now he was also saying you know he believes nintendo only cares about first party games which is why his other switch videos did not get claimed so Mm -hmm. for example if he had a switch video showing um Castle like Return to Castle Wolfenstein playing on the Switch through homebrew methods, that didn't get claimed. But something with Super Mario 64, A Link to the Past, Splatoon 2, those games were getting claimed. Yeah. He even said that here's another thing that th- th- this is like, regardless of where you're at, because some people are even I'm sure some people will say, well, you know, Nintendo's in their rights to do that, and they're just trying to prevent this and they're looking out for the company. The thing that's the most fucked up about this is MVG said, and I've seen this with two people, MVG said that in one of his videos, he got claimed for Splatoon 2 footage, which he didn't show any footage from Splatoon 2. He got claimed for something that wasn't there. Another YouTuber actually had the same thing mm-hmm. happen, and he talked about it, um, Tech James. He Now, I didn't see the video, so this is allegedly, but he said that he also got a content ID claim like this for Super Mario 64 footage in a Switch homebrew video, which didn't have Super Mario 64 footage in it.
1: And that's extra dirty. Yeah. Like, so Nintendo
0: is claiming shit that doesn't exist at this man. point. Man.
1: Yeah, that's that's real I don't dirty. know how anyone
0: can... Ver- like Not verify, but I don't know how anyone can defend that.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And these are manual claims. This these are like, manual. The yeah. Nintendo
0: is going out and specifically claiming these. Now, the funny thing is, too, this is also the easiest I've ever seen Nintendo gone. Because Nintendo... <laughs> They don't like modding on YouTube, but they seem to only do it selectively and in waves. So, for example, I have never seen any claims or any strikes against Nintendo Classic, Super Nintendo Classic, um, even like an N64 mod. I've never seen it. Never. But the 3ds every few months or like once a year or so it seemed that there would be a wave of videos that got taken down and you got caught up in that either. i did i i'll talk about that too um with the switch there's been several waves of video takedowns and what nintendo has done before so when i got caught up in it i think prior to me actually the belgian anti-piracy federation which files claims on nintendo's behalf they were doing copyright strikes on 3DS related videos. When I got caught up in it, I can't prove it was Nintendo, but I was around. I was there around a time where 3DS videos, if a video was related to the 3DS and flashcards, if it had both in the same video, it could be a DS flashcard on a 3DS, or it could be a Sky 3DS, or it could be a Gateway 3DS. But tutorials that were like that, we're getting struck uh, struck down with community Mm. guideline strikes. When I escalated this, because I had to fight for it, and um, check out one of my videos if you want to, the community guideline strike rant, where I talk about all of this. It was from several years ago. But essentially what happened was I had to fight YouTube for it, and they claimed at first that it was circumvention of technological measures, which is a complaint that you could put through YouTube, and we've talked about it here on the podcast, but the problem is I never got any... Official automated email citing that. So I think right. it was probably a bot that was going through periodically, like for a few weeks and was just reporting all of these videos that had to do with 3ds and flashcards and it was taking them down. So I worked with YouTube on that. And then I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to work on this again. Um, even though I got my strikes resolved and my videos back, I said, I don't want to deal with this headache again. Now the other things that they have done, uh, they did this time around with a switch they ended up doing. I noticed right before the Switch came out, they did more strikes on 3DS content through Belgian Anti Piracy Federation um, copyright strikes. They ended up doing any SXOS related tutorials. Nintendo was doing copyright strikes on those, which again we talked about on Mod Chat, and those were actually released by YouTube. So mm-hmm. YouTube ended up just dropping all of those. Right. But then they started going back to community guideline strikes and Nintendo started doing circumvention of technological measures complaints, which is almost like, it, it's like combining it, it, combine a copyright strike with a community guideline strike. Mm-hmm. Because with a copyright strike, a company has, a, 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 I should say, a copyright owner has to file it, and then if legitimate, not even all the time, but essentially YouTube has to honor that. So you're dealing with the copyright holder at that point. However, with a circumvention of technological measures request, the only person who can or the only entity who can file one of those requests or complaints would be the copyright holder. And then that gets sent to YouTube and then YouTube issues a community guidelines strike and you're dealing with YouTube at that point. So this has been the lightest I've ever seen them go. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole new tactic
1: of censoring videos. It's not strikes, thankfully, but it is censorship. Well, what sucks is that MVG even has... I think in his video that you were showing, he mentioned that at least for the time being, he's not really going to do... He's going to hold off on some Switch-related oh, stuff. not
0: even the time being. He's done with Switch-related yeah. content. He's like, you know what? This is them telling me. They they are targeting me. They're saying, we don't want you to do this stuff, and I don't want to fight this anymore. So, yeah. it sucks, man. Yeah, it does, because he makes fantastic content.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> However... I do want to showcase this real quick. Where the hell is it? Is it here? Maybe possibly. Where is it? I'm trying to look for his BitChute account, and I think I'll just have to, you know, find the link and all that on here. But for anybody who is wanting to see his existing Switch videos, he has re-uploaded them all onto his BitChute account. So they are still viewable. They're not viewable on YouTube, unfortunately, but you can still watch them regardless. Again, he's not going to be making any more. But it is nice that they are still viewable because again, they're fantastic videos.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're gonna sh- are you gonna share? Yeah. The video? So yep. Right the URL here. is bitshoot.com/channel/modern-vintage-gamer, and I'll have it linked down below in the description. Yeah. But yeah, these
0: are all of his videos right here. Nintendo Switch Pro, what to expect? The best Nintendo Switch homebrew and emulators tested. Homebrew on the Switch goes next level. I ported Mame 0.72 to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Homebrew on the Nintendo Switch 2019 update. I actually don't think these are all of his videos, but they're still absolutely worth a watch if you want to either rewatch them or if you want to watch them for the
1: first time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Support our boy. Agreed. Yeah. I wish there was a light at the end of the tunnel here, but, you know, it sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But like, even like you said, it kind of really makes a lot of this unpredictable because this stuff does seem to come in waves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be better if it would almost be better. You know, I don't want to see anybody get taken down for this stuff, but it'd almost be better if it was more consistent, diligent, you knew what to expect, but it's like, it seems to be let up. And then some other weird tactic comes in. It's not even the same Yeah, way of handling
0: Again, it. it's come, it comes in waves. It's different things. And it's always like the hot systems. Like I, I don't think any strikes went through ever for Wii U content. That's true. I'd never heard of Wii U content getting struck down. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: So it's not, like, based on principle. It's based on, like... The hotness. Yeah. Yeah. Their monies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about something Switch-related, but a little more lighthearted. I'm sorry. No, it's all
1: good, man. And you didn't have to do that. I got dared. <sighs> and he gave us monies. Yeah. Oh wait, what? <laughs> what? Did we get a thing for it or what? No. Oh. It was Sky. Okay. He told me to knock over Yoshi. Oh. I didn't want to do it God while you were passionately ranting.
0: No, no, no. I understand that. I under yeah, get rid of the amiibos in protest and bring them back next episode. That's what Nicholas said. <laughs> Anyways, can you can you cover this next topic while I set up for yeah. if you? Don't mind.
1: So I actually haven't seen any footage of this, so this will be interesting. But uh, developer Simon Time developed some Switch homebrew. We're gonna lighten the mood just a little bit here. Uh, it's kind of hilarious. I-, I could see this being like some kind of a tech demo that you know maybe I'd work on, but it's literally a bouncing dvd logo it's a fucking
0: meme i love it so much
1: i mean hey if it'd be kind of cool i guess to just like let that go on your tv you know for a while (laughs) i don't know does it scale well have you done it on your tv or just your switch
0: i've only done it on the switch but it's the dvd logo we've memed on here i know this was released about a month ago but look we didn't cover it last last time
1: around and damn it i love this thing all right yeah so that's pretty that's pretty hilarious and i'm glad you actually got it set up because i'm i trying to to.
0: the switch is booting right now it's not a nintendo first party piece of homebrew okay or no game so so
1: not prepared
0: hey man i didn't i wanted (laughs) i wanted to jig it here on i had to get jiggy with it had to get
1: jiggy on camera i did exactly let let, let me find it right here this is it by the way yeah looks good yeah is that, like, uh, oh. public domain? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that image? <laughs> I, I would hope so, but that's that's literally Wait. all it is right there,
0: guys. And if you press the A button. Speed up? Yeah. There's the nice. second speed, the third speed, the fourth speed.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay.
0: And that's, so, one, two, three, four. Okay, so it's four speeds. I thought it was five.
1: You ever get that, like, real intense satisfaction when you're watching that, and then it, like, hits the corner perfectly? <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, hope, I'm I'm trying to show it the best I can, but it's a little bit hard. But I, I promise you, that's that's it right here. I kind of just want
1: to. I almost want like a, a corners only mode.
0: <laughs> let me turn up the brightness on here as well too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let me
1: let me see if I could kind of just like display it like. Just like have that going for the rest <laughs> of the show. Yeah, why not? <laughs> if if I can, yeah,
0: yeah, PS2 move.
1: There we go. There we go. Okay, I wanted to. Got a little bit of glare, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. You need to give it some HD night vision. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's the homebrew. <laughs> no, I mean... It...
0: I had to cover this. I love it.
1: <laughs> so the version 1.1 was to add the speeds?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the 1.0 was it's a bouncing DVD logo.
1: 1.1. It's a bouncing DVD logo. Press A to toggle speeds. Not even, like, a proper changelog. It's just really, like, a re-description. Mm-hmm. But that's hilarious. Glad you got it up and running. That's Me too. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Me too, man. <laughs> so maybe not much surprise. It's but.
0: so great. It's so great. So we're just going to have this running for the rest of the show. My, my Switch is, like, 85%
1: charged, so it'll be just fine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so moving on to some uh, more serious news uh we have but let's see if it let people let us know if it hits one of the corners i want to see oh yeah yeah that is like the most satisfying thing ever yeah and like especially like when you're not sure you're like is it is it (laughs) like barely it's like one pixel off and there's a little mini ricochet yep when it hits that corner man it's beautiful just right
0: yeah just right
1: uh but yeah, so on some more serious news, um, we got another version of Atmosphere that came out, which isn't a huge surprise. Yes. seems to be rolling out pretty regularly, pretty much like monthly, it seems like.
0: Happy June 15th, Devin. Right, right, right. <laughs> another one.
1: Yeah. Uh, but this one actually had uh, maybe a little bit more impact than um, a lot of the other ones. A lot mm-hmm. of the other ones have been kind of under the hood. We did get some uh, cheats and whatnot recently, which is cool. Yeah. But this one actually, uh, up until this release, the game Hellblade... uh phew, Senua's Senua's sacrifice. Senua's sacrifice. Yeah, Yeah. Um, didn't work with it. This is the
0: first game I've seen that was broken with custom firmware. Yeah, yeah, it was surprising to me. Surprised everyone.
1: Right. Um. And so I think this would be. I don't know if it has a cartridge release, but you know, like it doesn't. Unfortunately. Okay. I'm holding off. I'm seeing, but uh, yeah, it's just it's digital only. So, um. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I try to look at it. I don't really know much of the specifics about uh, what they did to fix it. And we have a description here. Uh, Loader, had, Loader had support added in AMS 0.8.4, I'm guessing atmosphere, for a new 7.0.0 f- uh, plus flag bit in NPDMs dur- during process creation, but forgot to allow this bit to be set when validating the NPDM. Yeah. I don't know what most of that crap means. But it's not crap, okay? It's
0: cell blade. <sighs> we had to get help, but
1: yeah, no, I I also a yeah. lot of that kind of went over my head yeah i mean i I could have looked up what npdms were and all kinds of stuff but yeah i I don't know it's i don't think it's really that much of importance uh good thing is that they figured it out and they patched it so yeah no
0: and and of course because atmosphere is really kind of like the leader custom firmware out here so to speak um this change is also getting implemented in other custom firmwares one of them i know sxos the 2.6.2 beta implemented it of course but it's happening
1: hmm yeah. Looking up real quick on Switch Brew, it says that the NPDM is like the Switch equivalent of a 3DS X header. This is the mm-hmm. file with extension uh, NPDM, which makes sense. Um, so, some kind of a, a header file, uh, extended okay. header. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on this, but it works now. It's good. It works. It's all good. You can play Hellblade on custom firmware. Yeah. And, like you said, the team is moving real quickly. So, props to them for yeah. getting this fixed. Absolutely. Go update your atmosphere.
0: Go update your atmosphere. God damn it. I need to. I'm, I'm
1: running um
0: Atmosphere 0.87 on here. So, this switch is, well, uh, I'd have to update it. Or well, maybe. We have another topic about this. But mm-hmm. um, this switch is kind of technically, I can play hellblade on it now so what did hellblade require uh i believe it was 7.0.0 or 7.0.1 um is it on I, 6.2 still this is on 6.2 correct yeah because yeah. i don't like not, none of my cartridge games require anything higher than 6.2 yeah
1: well if you use re pack you might be able to get it to work on it, your firmware version. oh really and Devin, so, what what is pack yeah i came across this one um a week or so ago, and cool. um, came out April 10th, but it's actually a way to repack Nintendo Switch and to work on lower firmwares. So, pretty cool. It works with games, updates, DLCs, and it works with, like, the lowest uh, encryption keys. Um, Very nice. It says, uh, under the features here, convert title key encrypted NCA's to standard encrypted NCA's patch required version, which was just, I'm guessing, like a soft flag, you know, Um and required application version to zero. So not even 1.0, but zero, apparently. Nice. Uh, and then um, support NSPs containing multiple games, updates, and DLCs. So this is pretty cool. Um, there is, uh, It's not going to be flawless. Uh, there are going to be th- features, uh, APIs, or what I guess um, in the kind of Switch world would be called IPCs where essentially the operating the game's going to try and access something to the operating system that may not exist because it's on the lower firmware. Sure. So you can spoof this. You can try your best. A lot of times these require updates just to force people to get updated. Um, but if a lot of that, you know, it's not utilizing any new APIs, then it may work just fine. Right. Or maybe 99% of the game would work just fine, you know. Um, so I think it's a really cool option, especially with where we're at on the scene. Um, we're not patching... Uh, custom firmwares to support these firmwares you know right away we don't want to rush these things there's not a huge real need for it especially in the homebrew world so if you can patch your games to work on a lower firmware with little to no issues that's an awesome workaround Mm -hmm. um so yeah I, i haven't given this a shot maybe you can by the next time we um have mod chat we'll see maybe possibly i'm sure there's a load of other stuff yeah on the plate yeah, I'll be honest. I just
0: more caring about because like I don't have any um, like eShop games on here. I just have my cartridge games that mm-hmm. I dumped. So yeah. even those, but yeah, I'm, I might try. But I don't know. I'm also one of those people. I'm a little bit lazier. I'm like, I'll just eh, I'll just update the system to get it working. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> maybe wait
1: another month. Yeah, patch it eventually. But yeah, I think it's really cool. It's gonna fit uh, some people's needs for sure. It will. I'm sure some people were dying to play Hellblade. Yeah. on their hack switch, but
0: it was it was fixed up so fast as well too. so they only waited like maybe a day, maybe two
1: to what? Oh, um from oh, to get the firmware working
0: yeah, to, yeah, get, yeah. to get custom firmware working after the release of Hellblade. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So yeah, it's pretty sweet. It is. If anybody in the community has experience with this, feel free to let us know. please do. Now, you had a little bit of experience with our next topic. I
0: do. I do indeed. This is right here. Let me bring this up. Something that I really want to get into in the next month. Yes. And I'll try and help you with it as best I can, but I want to tell my story here too. Oh, so geez. PPSSPP, the PSP emulator is now available on Nintendo switch. This was written up on Wololo.net of course. And this has been a core that was ported over by developer M4XW And here it was noting that early reports indicate that the emulator is getting very reasonable frame rates for first release. The developer, in particular, had shared a few days ago that Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is running pretty much at full speed, depending on the parameters used in the emulator. So, they're claiming that, and it seems to be, you know, available here, and um, it seems to be working well. Now, I know this was available early to Patreon backers, because M4XW does have a Patreon, and they released it on there early, uh, and then it got a public release, and it is in beta. So they said that since it's a beta core, you're gonna have to add it yourself and expect some uh, expect some issues. So it's not something that you can officially get through RetroArch, unfortunately. Now, <sighs> Devin, sadly, I tried this out. I haven't had much success with it, man. Really? Yeah. I have tried I have let's see several different games on there. I think I have both Grand Theft Auto games. I have Infected. I have a few other Ooh, games.
2: Infected.
0: Yeah, oh man. That game's so good. I forgot about it. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, anyways, I can what? only I can only get one to work. The only game I can get working is Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, and it does not play very well at all. And it has to be something that I'm doing incorrectly, because I have seen videos of people who are playing all of these PSP games super well, including, like, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories, for example, which I cannot get to boot.
1: Now, I haven't really tweaked with RetroArch uh, core parameters, like, ever. Same. So... Um, did you experiment with much? I mean, is it's not that really. I mean, even RetroArch? even today
0: I decided to check it out where I, I mean, I got the latest version of RetroArch 1.7.6. I installed it. I dumped the core in there accordingly. Um, mm. I went in, I updated all the stuff. So like the extra info and everything. And um, I'm getting the same results. Uh, my Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, it plays barely and none of my other PSP games are working. So um, I'm not blaming the developer on it. I really think that it is something with my configuration. I just don't know what to reconfigurate on it. Hmm. And it's very disappointing for me.
1: Well, hopefully there's going to be, you know, maybe my next spawn chat, there'll be a little more news. Maybe, I I mean, I want to get my hands on this. I would love to like, um, I mean, I still have my PSP laying around, but I think this would like reinvigorate me to like just dive back into a PSP game or something like that. Hell yeah. So maybe I'll experiment with it. Maybe I can have some better luck and bring that your way please try that because I'd, I'd like to play PSP games
0: on the, uh, on the switch. That'd be so cool, mm-hmm. but I can't, at least I can't. Well, unless I want to play Liberty city stories at like four frames a second. Right. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, we do have uh, another thing here, which is a video player. Uh, do you want to cover this or should I grab it here?
1: Uh, I mean, cause I don't I know too it. much about it. I'll be honest. Basically, um, when I saw this, I was like, "Well, surely there's another like video player out for the Switch." And uh, I found at least one, but I think the other one that I had, uh, I had found, I think it was called Player NX. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the GitHub is archived. Oh, like, you can still view it, but it's obvious that that project is pretty much dead. Sure. So I'm guessing that this was kind of more of like a okay, well, there's no video player out anymore, or one that's being currently updated. So why not do it? um it uses the uh mpv interface to handle ffmpeg interoperability uh which basically is fancy talk for this is using some pretty common standard open source stuff to play videos so hopefully the compatibility and you know frame rates and whatnot are pretty good um right out of the box um you know not trying to reinvent the wheel too much uh supports most popular video formats subtitles http and ftp streaming and more which is pretty cool so maybe you could even stream stuff from your computer very nice Um, but yeah i haven't really given this a shot the switch isn't something that i really plan on you know using to play videos but i would like to see it as someone who likes the idea of tablets in general and like i have a tablet i just never use it i think having my switch be a tablet one day if it was like Really well supported and worked really well. uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree. I don't really like watch videos on the go. I don't really have a need for this myself, but it's neat, and I think that it's something that should exist. Mm -hmm. So, for sure. So I I didn't add this onto the topic list,
0: but just a small footnote here. The same developer who worked on porting the PPSSPP core over to RetroArch, uh, they also ported over a uh, ffmpeg core
1: i actually heard about this i was going to mention it but i didn't know anything about it
0: that's about all i know he ported it over you dump in the core you have to update your um info on just go to retroarch and you know click the updates on there to make sure it all works and it seems to work pretty well with about 720p content but if you want to watch videos through retroarch on switch you can technically do that now again thanks to
1: m4xw yeah and that's something that <laughs> i definitely wouldn't do N- me I too much prefer to use like a dedicated video player but that does make me impressed with like the flexibility of retro arch in general yeah so gotta love it yeah definitely gotta. one of my favorite open source kind of homebrew applications mm-hmm. that i really messed with at this point yeah for sure so i think you we already talked about this you're probably going to take the next couple topics here yes I will gladly take them, but we're going to
0: be talking about our last uh, headlining topic at least, which is going to be something that I had talked about earlier, the uh, PS3 Exploit update. So we have two big updates right here, and I have a good amount of experience with them at this point, but the first one here is this wasn't like the previous PS3 Exploit tools. So in case anyone does not know, PS3 Exploit version 1 and version 2 um, it, they're from Team PS3 Exploit, but version 1 and version 2 were released for firmware 4.84 on the PS3. And they allowed you to essentially just do this all through WebKit, but open up a internet browser, and I'm very much simplifying it here. You could open up an internet browser, you go to whatever link you need to, and you can kind of just on the fly take a hex file, patch it onto your system's NAND or NOR, it patched onto the system flash, and then it allows you on firmware 4.82 to install a custom firmware right off the bat. Essentially what would have to happen before is somebody would have to open up the PS3 completely and you would have to take a NAND patcher or a NOR patcher and you essentially have to dump your system flash, you apply a patch to it, flash it back over to the system and then that patch is essentially a flag which allows your system to flash a custom firmware directly to it. This completely bypasses the needs to open up your system and do any of that because you're using the webkit magic there to patch your system's flash from a file on your USB drive. So those two allowed it to do that and PS3 exploit v3 allowed you to use Han, which was short for Ethanol, which was essentially allowing you to play, repackage PS1, PSP, PS2, PS3 games on all PS3s. Because not all PS3s are compatible with custom firmware, but all PS3s are compatible with Han, and it used some trickery with the uh, the licensing on the PS3 when you re-signed your games. Hmm. So that's a quick TLDR of it. Firmware 4.83 came out of nowhere, blindsided everyone because it had been like over a year that the PS3 was exploitable, and it patched these, of course. And then 4.84 came out. Now, there's been two big updates on here. One, there's a whole new firmware that's out, and it is hybrid firmware 4.82. No, 4, 4.84, excuse me. Point .2. 4.84 version 2. Yeah, Okay. So point .2. But... Um, Essentially Juni had really they had joined in on the PS3 team, so it's PS3 Exploit team plus Juni now. And essentially what hybrid firmware is is let's just explain it a little bit. OFW is official firmware, straight from Sony, stock, you know, no magic on there. Custom firmware is the custom firmware. If you're running custom firmware, you have all the extra stuff on there that you want to, and your PS3 is jailbroken if you're running custom firmware hybrid firmware is again I'm very much boiling it down here but they ended up taking the webkit that was exploitable from 4.82 and injected it into 4.84 so at that point you have a essentially stock firmware 4.84 which has been injected with the 4.82 exploit like the 4.82 webkit meaning that you can use the tools that the PS3 exploit tools I just mentioned As long as they have been updated to use the 4.84 firmware offsets. Mm -hmm. So this just, again, boiling it down allows you to have firmware 4.84, like a stock variant with 4.82 WebKit running on it, which is awesome. (laughs) There's been nothing like this out. So this is so awesome to see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Definitely a cool workaround. It is.
0: Yeah. I, I, I just, I love the idea behind this. So... Essentially, this if you install this only, this is not just magically hacking up your PS3. So a lot of people are like, cool, I've installed HFW and my PS3 is acting the same. I can't do anything else. That's when the tools came out. So all the tools were updated. PS3 exploit hand tools and the regular PS3 exploit tools for custom firmware. And that was the hand tools and then the flash rider and the flash dumper. So now at this point, you can run hand on 4.84 you can dump your NAND or your NOR or your MEMMC but you can dump your flash memory on there you can dump your system specific IDPS files you can dump your activation file you can if, if you have a compatible system you can now patch it and flash custom firmware straight onto 4.84 and it works super well so all of this is out I've done tutorials covering these as well too and it's, it's great. Now, it is the same compatibility as before. So, again, only certain PS3 models are capable of installing custom firmware. So, it doesn't affect that at all. Meaning, this, if your PS3 last time around wasn't compatible with custom firmware, it's still not compatible with custom firmware. Mm-hmm. But you can still do this. Like you can, you can, If you have a non-compatible PS3, you can use Han on it, which is great.
1: So So it really just bumps the support up for the existing software to 4.8.
0: That is correct. Yeah, the latest firmware update out right now, 4.84, is now exploitable again, thanks to PS3 exploit and Juni. So big thank you all around for it. And again, just the the real magic behind it, aside from porting over all the offsets that are needed for 4.84, because that does change, is now using hybrid firmware, which just allows you to use the 4.82 webkit on 4.84 firmware. Very cool. It was really cool, yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> and
1: we've, I've seen some stuff like this in the past on older consoles where they kind of made like a hybrid firmware-ish, where, you know, taking different elements. But, yeah, not quite anything like this. It's kind of cool to see something like this come around again.
0: hmm Absolutely. Are you talking about um, – we had done this together, but, like, on the PSP with yeah. Infinity – because I think with infinity yeah, in order to flash that custom firmware, you have to essentially build your own file, which is a combination of three well, three point 6 point31 firmware
1: and 6 point61 firmware. Mm-hmm. And even back in the day, now that I think about it like the old PSP custom firmwares wasn't it like, in, like, the 2.0 era, they were using, like, the 1.5 kernel or mm-hmm. something like that. I didn't think of how awesome that was until years and years later. Yeah.
0: Where you were taking the current firmware with the current kernel, but then you were also injecting a optional 1.5 kernel into yeah. it, which you could switch between. Mm-hmm. That's just ingenious.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty intense. Control. I
0: didn't realize how, how like, the, the PSP developers were on some other shit.
1: Yeah. And it, a lot of that, I don't think, was open source, too. So, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? These were really smart people in a closed community. Yes. So, Yep. Well, do you have anything else to speak on that? Should we all move No, on I, just, I just, again, I want to say big
0: props, shout yeah. outs, thank yous to PS3 Exploit as well as Juni for their work on that. Shout out to
1: Escort Do for working on some hell, of those tools, too. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I know it's, I think it's Escort Do, W, Habib, um, it is does W go by this uh, Boogerville? I believe is his name, or I don't remember. What it was saying. <laughs> yeah, B G U R VILLE. I I believe that's what it is. And Junie, so they're the ones who are working on it. Yeah, I believe I got all the team members there at that point. So <laughs> there you go. Keep yeah. up the good work, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So our final topic. Our final topic. Devin linked this one to me, and I was like, I uh, I what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I actually didn't see uh, the original video that was kind of a precursor to what we're about to talk about sure but basically on april fools uh some developers in the wii u community actually released a video of the wii u running mac os and it was an old version of mac os because the wii u runs power pc uh architecture and mac os used to run on power pc architecture so it kind of made sense i mean they had a pretty good like a uh, setup there and really what it was someone actually developed a uh, vnc client which for people who don't know what a vnc client is virtual network computing it's basically a way of like sharing your desktop uh and being able to control it to an extent over uh the you know network mm-hmm. so instead of actually running mac os they were uh actually just streaming mac os from their laptop to the wii u now what's cool about this is we have not seen a vnc client for the wii u yet so it ended up being followed up, even though it was an April Fool's joke, it was actually followed up by a, real, a release of real software. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually really neat, just the whole background behind that, um, spawning something off of April Fool's and actually having something substantial to come out with it. Mm-hmm. So we don't have macOS actually running on the wii u i don't know if you would really want to we don't but we do have wii u vnc available from GitLab, all
0: open source and everything right
1: and so with the way vnc stuff works you're going to have a client and you're going to have a server client running on the thing that you're like viewing the content server running the thing serving up the content um vnc stuff has been around for a while so you could be streaming this from your you know Let's say Windows PC, Mac OS, Linux, even if you maybe had it on an Android phone or in a jailbroken iPhone running a VNC server. And that's the example
0: that they use. Right.
1: So, uh, really, anything that could support a VNC server should be able to uh, run with it, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what you would really use this for. Uh, Maybe if you were being lazy and you needed to click something on your desktop and you were really far away and you had your Wii U right there, maybe you could just fire that up and click it real quick. Sure. Um, One thing to note was the video, uh, it was performing kind of slow, pretty slow. There was like uh, uh, frame buffering issues and stuff like that, so I'm sure it's going to get worked on, get some updates, but... I just thought that was really cool in light of all, all of the you know April Fool's shenanigans that are out there, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to actually get something out of it in the end. I really missed a lot of the
0: April Fool's stuff this year around. I stay away. I understand. I sh- That's I safe. almost turn off the internet, you know
1: what I mean, for a day. <laughs> I think
0: what, one of my... Let, let me see if I can find this real quick, because this is a really nice article that I wanted to shout out. But uh, let's see. GTA. If I look this up, is it going to no no here we go this is another wololo article so this isn't directly related to this but this is probably my favorite april fools that i saw mostly finished grand theft auto 4 beta for the ps vita leaked and available for download the game which could have saved ps vita which was never meant to be oh, that's pretty good yeah and if you read this like i mean i went in i was like okay this has to be an april fools joke but if you read it and this was not April Fool's like let's say this was released like March 22nd you can read this and be like oh this actually is yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. so big props to I want to say it was yeah Aurora who wrote this like I remember reading this I was like okay it's obviously April Fool's but this is actually I like this one nice
1: (laughs) so yeah that's all I really have to say about that Um, pretty neat news piece of software sure so can't complain too much hold on to my oh okay it went into sleep mode i mm-hmm. guess
0: sadly dang yeah i'm just gonna have to rejig the, not rejig this but just have to open up the homebrew again there we go put it back yeah what else would i put on here actual games yeah, right.
1: <laughs> use my switch for something useful you could play some video game trailers on there with p player i guess i could yeah got options now <laughs> But that's really all the topics that we had set up, unless you had something up your sleeve that you haven't told me about. No, I don't. That was I mean, the only thing I had up my sleeve
0: was the uh, the FFMpeg core, but that's about it. Yeah. So everyone, that was all the topics that we had. So wh- what does that mean now, Devin? It's
1: time for Q and A.
0: It's time for a Q and A.
1: Yep. So if you guys have questions in the chat that you want us to answer, we will answer most things. Um, and, you know, I, there's not a lot of limitations, but especially anything modding related. We are here. Absolutely, we don't may not have all the answers, but we'll give you our um, unprofessional opinion for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is for anyone that does not know, this is something that we like to do on the live chat of the stream. So last 20 or 30 minutes, we like to allocate it to just taking user questions and answering them. Uh, if you're live here, please feel free to ask some questions. If you are watching or listening to a post-live version of it, hopefully you can co- come out to one of the live streams. I normally announce them two or three days in advance on the Mr. Mario 2011 channel. And on top of that, um, they're normally at... Like seven p.m. Central Standard Time on a Wednesday, sometime in the middle of the month. So if you can make it out, awesome. Hopefully, if you're not available here, maybe some
1: of your questions
0: you're asking will get
1: answered, or some of the ones you want to ask mm-hmm. will get answered. But sure. Now there's one um, that I just mentioned that I would try and answer early yeah. on in the show, so I kind of like want to address it a little bit. Have you heard of like the G? I think it's the GDP or GPD pocket, or like the, is it like the GPD win? or something like uh, that? There's, there's several so uh, I it's know it's basically it... like a pocket PC yeah yeah right it's real small it's almost like it almost looks like a um, a uh, like a 3DS style thing mm-hmm. but it's got a full qwerty keyboard uh, they're pretty cool so these are things that I I think are really neat I've even been following some people in the Linux community the uh, the lead developer of Ubuntu Mate um, he's been releasing uh, stuff for that so like Ubuntu Mate runs on this like really really well you can get a okay. full version of uh, Linux running on these things and it's a tiny little pocket PC. Damn! Uh, I mean... Yeah that uh,
0: looks like just like a little tiny bootleg like Apple.
1: Yeah and I mean it's like the size of like a you know like a, a new 3DS or something like that I don't mm-hmm. know the exact dimensions. I'm not crazy about the keyboard. Well but it, it's to be held in your hand you're not typing on it with your fingers you're actually typing on it like a like a phone i'm still not crazy about the keyboard hey, give, you know got to give and take when something's that small i understand i understand like, i'm just i'm just being picky it's better than a blackberry keyboard true true so and then you got like the little you know nipple for the uh, Ch- instead of a trackpad, just because mm. of the lack of space. Yeah, I see that there. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 So, I mean, they make do, but I've heard these things are really awesome uh, from these Linux developers. So, like, this is, like, really awesome to take on an airplane because I can actually <laughs> get real work done with a real operating system. and I don't have to worry about, like, lugging around. This is the one I thought you were talking about, the GPD Win, which I've seen a lot of people I, have some fun with this. I think it's a little bit older.
0: It is. It looks like... It October was released 20- two years ago. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think there's a Win and a Win 2. Right. Um... Which is interesting that they choose Windows to run on this. <laughs> uh, I mean, it has the most game compatibility. Because, look, I mean, this is really obvious. Really, though? I mean, if we're talking about most game compatibility, I bet you're going to be running emulators. and about uh, Linux. Dude, there's someone I'm following on Instagram who's playing Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4 on it. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you have to play like 720p low to medium settings, mind you. But yeah. it's playable. So. Yeah. But if you're wanting it for, like, emulators and stuff like that, I'm sure you could throw up, like, a kind of, like, a retro pie ish setup. Sure. You know what I mean? And have sure. a, a really good time on there. Um, but, yeah, I think they're really awesome. If I had, you know, extra money laying around, you better believe I would have one of those just mm-hmm. to play around and have fun with it.
0: I've thought of it, but I don't, like, I just, I don't really have a need for a tablet. If I have to go anywhere with a full Windows setup, I use my laptop, which is pretty rare now. So um, it would be something I wouldn't mind messing around with, but to pay like the six hundred dollars, I personally wouldn't. I
1: just don't have a need for it right now. I mean, have you tried to use your laptop on an airplane though? Especially yeah. one of yours. Like, don't you have, like, a 17-inch laptop? I have a giant laptop, yeah. yeah that is no fun. Even my 15-inch no. laptop on airplanes is, like, no, I pain. don't,
0: and that's why I don't use my laptop on airplanes, so I stick with, like, my phone or a PSP or a Switch. Right,
1: but so. if you're trying to, like, a, again, so, like, if you're thinking about games, but you could, like, literally code on this thing, mm-hmm. which you're not doing on that's your, cool. your phone or your, your Switch, right? Mm-hmm. Games, you can't really beat, like, a... Like a Switch or something like that, but you know if you're actually trying to get like real work done, you really could with this thing and I you're guess I, cramped, just but... I just don't i just don't want to work on an airplane, but that's me <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to do it it's true it's not your job, but like some people that would probably fit really really well or even yeah. like in an airport right like just sit down flip up this thing instead of like lugging out the laptop putting on your lap i guess then well if you're doing it through like a corporation that you're working
0: through or something unless it's like your own business or whatever if you're working for whatever big box mm-hmm. corporation or something you have I've, to use their own hardware so mm, a lot of them are,
1: a lot of them get touchy about yeah that. i mean i don't know it depends yeah. um like i said i'm I, I code on my hackintosh so yeah maybe i'm a, a luckier one yeah, but um
0: if it fits it sits i guess
1: yeah but yeah i mean i've wanted to code on an airplane just because it's a hobby of mine and i tried to do it on this thing and i it was so frustrating because it was so big and then people like leaning back and it's like oh my god so like yes i would totally use that and i would totally try and code on it
2: mm-hmm.
1: i definitely find i, that that that. Good, that I just haven't choice.
0: had to use a laptop on an airplane in years so that's been me
1: Anyways, uh, do you have any more uh, questions floating around? Uh, let's back it up just a little bit. Let's see. Nothing directly here. Let, let me see, though. I'm
0: not saying that there's nothing here, but it's just um, Tristan was asking 100,000 subs when? I mean, hopefully soon. The channel just hit 96,000 subscribers, I think, today, so that's cool. But yeah, um, the profound carrot is asking, should I go with Atmos or Ray and X? Um, I'd probably say Atmos. Yeah, I mean, from what I've observed,
1: the most support I think Ray uh, is the developer, you know, has even back on the 3DS days, I think has a pretty particular. Like, I'm not doing this to like make everyone happy. I'm doing this for me and doing it a certain way. That's with certain standards. Uh, I think if you want the best all around support and experience, I would go with Atmosphere. Yeah, but X is not something to just brush over.
0: I I would say, and and that's another reason why I want to get the damn um you know the damn rcm loader mm-hmm. so i could be all like okay what is the difference between all these custom firmwares so i could actually you know get a get a nice feel for all of them and just switch them on the fly Right. Yep.
1: uh i don't know if it's something that you have any information on or what this even really means Best oh, yeah, way on Windows 10 to rebuild original Xbox HDD? Is that just like flashing firmware onto it? or
0: No, no, no. It's actually rebuilding a hard drive from scratch for the original Xbox to work on it. Um, I mean, I'm assuming this would be for a soft modded system. So you would need an EEPROM and you'd need to lock it to that EEPROM. Uh, I believe Rocky Five in his big soft mod package, if you download it, he does have some GUI based tools that can work on that. So I would recommend poking through on that. That's nothing I have personal experience with, but I've
1: heard of several people using his tools to do that. There's even some other people kind of saying a similar thing. Yeah. Down here. Let's see.
0: So XBMC Mods for Xbox is asking here, have you seen this topic on OG Xbox? It is... The Ryzey 199 X 360 product is now supporting 8-bit dough controllers and such. I have not seen that. Um, that's actually... Do you remember a few months ago when we talked about the X 360 and I asked about getting one of those? Oh. <sighs>
1: I'm blanking on what it was. It I mean.
0: is the little Arduino setup that allows you to hook up wireless Xbox 360 controllers mm. to the original Xbox. Yes. I got one yes. of those and it is fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's really awesome. I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Um, I don't have any videos on it yet or anything. I would like to make one in the future. I'm not giving an ETA or anything on it because I haven't even recorded footage. But so far, the thing is awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember this now. Looking at the the GitHub here, but yeah, so it supports, I guess, third party eight bit do mm-hmm. uh, controllers, which I've I've got I a didn't even know about that.
0: I I know that it was um, what is it? Um, I know that it was uh, not the, it was Xbox One controllers. It was starting to have support for, uh, but I didn't know about the eight bit do thing. So that's that's news to me.
1: Cool. Uh jakey mater are you worried about nintendo demonetizing any of the videos like they did with mvg i'm guessing around the nintendo switch related stuff sure um, i would say no
0: um because i don't have any 3ds related videos on the channel anymore mm-hmm. and any videos that we do covering the switch or the 3ds are news-based they're they're not um they're not tutorials they're not how to's they're not showcases or anything so i mean the closest we've really gotten and i guess we'll see what happens but the closest we've gotten was showing you know the, the damn dvd logo on this right here <laughs> this is this is the closest i've ever gotten to any you know real like actually real switch based content on the channel so um, I'm personally not worried about that because I just don't really cover it. And then again, like the systems I do cover really, if I'm covering Nintendo systems, it's generally they're older stuff, so, mm-hmm. which they don't care about. The, the, they don't care about older hardware, I should say.
1: Now, is part of that because of the past experience that you had? with getting a a, a 3ds related videos taken down
0: yeah because of 3ds i said you know what that's it i'm out on here and then uh i knew that they were going to go hard on switch so i'm just like based on my experience i'm like nope i'm gonna get out um if i do 3ds stuff i mean if i do another video in regards to it i would like to do a video covering how to model the 3ds once it is like dead end of life and methods aren't changing yeah like i can make a video and be like here is the video on how to mod your 3DS. This is good for the next five years. Right. Yeah.
1: Probably a safe bet. Yeah. So that that's
0: that's the problem with it too, dude. I was uploading videos and they would get immediately um, outdated, even slightly, just because of how how fast the scene was going.
1: And I could definitely understand that. And it it, it, it goes both ways too in front, terms of making content. But like, I would not trust looking up a video. You know what I mean? Like, I would, knowing what I know, I would not want to look up a video for a lot of that stuff, even now on the Switch, because a lot of it is just going to be outdated so quickly. You might as well go to the source, go to the forums, go to even, like, Reddit.
0: So I will say this. Um, shout out to Modded Warfare. I'm sure many people who are watching here are familiar with his channel. But I had seen that uh, he uploaded a video. He's redoing some of his Switch tutorials, and he did one saying... Uh, how to modify the Switch using free custom firmware, how to install Atmosphere on it. And I followed that video and it was good. But the problem is even that video was outdated within a day or two. And it's not a knock to him. But like, for example, he says, okay, we're going to install Cosmos. But Cosmos hasn't been updated with the latest Atmosphere. So we're going to install Cosmos and then manually put in the newest Atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But by the time I watched the video, it was already updated with the latest Atmosphere. So I'm like, well, even, even though this video is good, it's already outdated. Just by definition. So, yeah, that's that is a good look for the scene, thankfully, that it's just going by so quickly. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it it, it can be dangerous to follow, you know, an outdated tutorial at times. Right. Yeah. Oh, do you have something on Mm -hmm. there? Oh, a thing and stuff. I will say, if you are looking for Switch stuff, um, This guy and I, we haven't even corresponded or anything, but I actually recently subscribed to him just because um, I saw a few of his videos, and even if I didn't follow them, I really enjoyed them. I don't know how to say his name. This dude is from Indonesia, um, so he has a thick accent, but you can still understand his English quite well. But this guy here, I do want to give him a shout-out. Devin, how the hell would you say this guy's name? Aesthetics? Aesthetics. 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 Aesthetics, kind of like, aesthetics. Okay, okay. Get I it? yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him because he only has twenty thousand subscribers or so. His videos are so good, and this one thing I thought was funny. So, so checking this out here, dumping your very own Nintendo Switch games. <laughs> Do you see what he did? Scrambled. Looks like he's trying to dump some Japanese porn from his Nintendo Switch. It does kind of. Do <laughs> to buy, he, he completely, on the video, he censors any images of the games and any of the names of the games on here i thought that was really funny well it's also
1: a good way to protect himself it is right? i
0: mean because technically nintendo is content IDing that so with that eh, it's a workaround
1: but i
0: thought that was really funny but but big shout out to this guy i've very much enjoyed his video so if you're looking for some good switch related stuff check him out learn how to take a dump on your games <laughs> yes yeah a nice pixelated dump
1: yeah <laughs> Oh, I don't well questions are light this uh this month guys so definitely try and uh get some more in here if anybody has some questions they want answered or just something to quickly chat about um, come on it's definitely getting late in the day for us so yeah. oh hey look. But hey, we we
0: do have Jason here. He's even saying, "What's up, guys? Sorry, I missed out most of the stream. I have to rewatch the rest. Really long day. I feel that." But yeah. thank you for coming out, Jason. We gave we gave you some very kind words, and we yes. shouted y'all out. So. Shouts out, yeah, it shouts out to my boy. Yeah. He uh, there's one person, one Jig is saying, "Hey guys, I picked up a Wii U and we'll mod it asap." Pretty cool that you can run GameCube games in a hypervisor and use a hid program to use PS3 controllers. Even though that's not a question, that is that is really cool. Yeah.
1: Great. Right. So yeah, I, I saw that and I, I wondered if it should bring it up, but I was looking for some other things. So mm-hmm. is GPD emulation worth the hype? Um, I I haven't got my hands on it. I haven't seen Same. any demos, but like I think you know, I'm sure these days it's probably plenty capable. If you run it on Linux, then you're saving a lot of resources just from your OS, and so hopefully it would be nice to uh, you know, uh, do something like a RetroPie up like I had mentioned. I think that would be really cool, and I would definitely be interested in playing around with it if I could. For sure. That's the right I would go. Yeah. It is a bummer now though. Not maybe not a bummer, but like the switch is getting to be such a good emulation machine that that's like that that's like what my dream has been for so long. Just set up the ideal switch right. emulation machine. Take it on the go, on the TV, don't have to like manage multiple hell, save states. Oh yeah.
0: No, that'd be nice. I think there was one person there was there was one I was seeing here and I'm I'm looking no, it was uh it, it wasn't a question. I was thinking it was, but it wasn't. Damn.
1: PSP or 3DS, Sky
0: says. PSP. Yeah, man, it's, it's the OG. It's the. Nostalgia. I'm so I'm
1: so biased,
0: but I mean yeah. PSP, baby.
1: It's where we both really. It's not where I started, but that was where like I felt like I thrived the most in the scene. I was really keeping up with everything as quick as I could for like years on end. You know what I mean? Like for a long time. Um, and that's, it's yeah. still a fantastic handheld, even in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend saw my PSP and she was like, "This is mine now." And I was like,
0: "Oh, uh, do you need another yeah. PSP to give to her? Because I have." I wish. I, have I should. No, I have oh, mini gosh. floating around.
1: Yeah, maybe. That maybe that would. Ooh, oh, gosh, I hope she's. No, for real. Hit 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 me up if you're interested. I'll I'll hook you up, dude. Hopefully, she's not watching this. But yeah, that'd be a, that'd be kind of a cool. If she's idea.
0: watching, hey, Devin's girlfriend, um, if if you want a PSP, just let him know. Well, he can talk with me about but it. It'd be it.
1: sweet to get it all hacked up and get a bunch of you know what I mean? I mean, I'll give you just the up. hardware
0: by itself. I'll be all like, here's the battery, here's yeah. the charger, here's the system, here's a memory card, you hack it up. So you can I can either give it to you hacked or unhacked. Oh, I wanna put in the effort. Okay. There's love in that hacking. Yeah. So, yeah. I just I just imported some from Japan. They were cheap. They were nice. like thirty bucks. Nice, dude. I know. Oh, nice. I was. It was so dangerous. <laughs> this is a Fun idea. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tristan. He's asking here. What are you doing for a hundred thousand? I sort of know, but do you want to go in detail on that? If not, no problem. I will say Tristan is one of the people who is involved. Dev and I've asked for your involvement.
1: Which I need to get to before I go on vacation.
0: Yes, if you could, Um. that'd be awesome. Um, I'm having several friends and friends of the channel participate in it, and that's all I'm going to say. I've had this idea in my head for a while, and um, I think the only thing I'll hint at is it might cause me to hit 100,000 twice. (laughs) I almost have a feeling people are going to unsubscribe, and it'd be really funny if I go under 100,000 and then
1: hit it again because of this. So we're going (laughs) to have to talk about it. So as long as you... Yeah, or well, I guess we we can talk after. We after. can talk afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got Tristan's submission. Yeah. So. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that my apartment is still messy, trying to get things set up. So I understand, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I'll leave it at that. All good, all good. <laughs> oh man. Uh see james here is your switch on 3.0 or 6.2 i thought there was way to dual nand it
0: mine Um, i'm guessing yours mine is 6.2 on both um
1: sxos mu nand
0: and stock Uh, i don't care about the uh i I don't care about the e-fuses all that much and it's just Mm -hmm. like look i don't have auto rcm on there so um i I said but i made sure to turn it off every time (laughs) (laughs) Nice, so it's not just sitting there dying yep so yeah although you can avoid that if you actually like boot into a payload and shut off from the payload Mm. yeah so that's how you bypass that xbmc mods for xbox is asking is it worth the while to get into switch modding because i'm debating on modding it because i have two switches because i don't know yet dude if you have two switches mod one i would say for sure so yes yes easy answer
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah very easy answer um uh, are y'all excited? Getting excited for Mortal Kombat 11 on the 23rd? No,
0: I'm. I'm not a regular Mortal Kombat I'm player. Not unfortunately, either. I used to play it a good amount in like elementary school. Like I, I played like one through four a lot, and uh, then I just fell out of love with it.
1: I tell you what, I was never that into it. Street Fighter was never that into it. I played a little bit of. Barbara. I like Street Fighter quite. I, I think my the, the biggest fighting game I got into is Tekken.
0: I really okay, liked actually, games I, I
1: did like Tekken But it was really like Getting into Smash Brothers That made me feel like I felt like the restraints Were lifted off fighting games I'm not a person to like Really re- remember combos And I think part of it Is because I'm such a casual gamer but I like, understand I love the fact that like I can give someone a controller in Smash that's never played it. And sometimes they beat me just because of how goofy and weird they act. And, like, that's not possible on Mortal Kombat.
0: The most embarrassing thing for us, I remember, was our homie, our mutual homie. He Remember we had the game day and he came to hang out Mm -hmm. with us? Yeah, this dude, we were playing Smash on Switch here. (laughs) I had a pro controller. Devin, you had a pro controller, right?
1: Yep. This dude... A Didn't single, just play with the Joy Cons. He had a single Joy Con. He
0: wanted to play with a single Joy Con because that's his preferred method of playing Smash. Voluntarily, he kicked our asses hard, like ninety eight well, yeah, percent I of the time. I was about to say,
1: I think every once in a while one of us would get a every once
0: in a while one. because it's Smash. But this dude was kicking our asses
1: with one Joy Con. I literally forgot he was doing that too. And at the end of the night when we started to like pack up, I was like, Hold up, wait, you're still playing with one Joy Con? He's just like, Oh yeah, I like it. You know, it's comfortable. I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, because even. even the thing is with it too, we were looking at it because I think in the end you even realize, you're like, wait, I knew that you were playing with Joy-Con, but I just assumed you were playing with both. But you were playing with one. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's just like a savant with
1: Smash or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. It's scary to imagine
0: him getting good with a full-size controller. I know. I know it's kind of like it reminds me of a story I had read on online before where there was one guy I think these guys were in Germany but they knew each other online and uh, they were playing I want to say like Quake or Doom or something and um, let's just say it was Quake for this example and one dude just had like kind of a shitty PC and he had to play in like I don't know like a postage stamp almost just to play and he was a good player But then they ended up, one of the members of this clan sent him a new graphics card, and all of a sudden he could play in full screen at much higher fidelity, much higher frame rate, and instantly he became just the boss of the game Hmm. and was better than everyone else. And they realized, they're like, oh my god, because he was on such a shitty setup, he had to compensate and learn all these things and pay attention. And now all of a sudden, because his restriction is no longer the specs of his PC— he's a god at this game yep yeah because previously what was, he got so good that what was holding him back was his pc
1: <laughs> i could i can believe it man I do not want him to get really good using a gamecube controller that sounds terrifying oh my god it'd be scary are you down to hammer through just like a couple more of these sure let's take like yeah two more questions um let's see and i'll round it out in about two hours uh, i won't count this one i'll make it quick what's you guys's favorite switch game and i'll say smash ultimate Followed by Pokemon Let's Go. But I think Smash Ultimate itches that out just a little bit.
0: Damn, I really have to think about that. What is my favorite Switch game?
1: I've really liked Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um,
0: I think maybe my favorite, just because it was such a surprise to me, because th- these are two games that I don't play at all, um, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm. I don't like strategy games like XCOM. I've heard I'm of not crazy lot. about Rabbids.
1: But the game was fantastic. I've heard this so many times. Yeah.
0: I I think it's probably between that and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was also incredible. Yeah. But I'm gonna lean more towards Mario plus Rabbids because that's a console exclusive. That's technically Breath of the Wild you can play on Wii U.
1: True. True, true. Yeah. Um real quick, Sky asked, Did you guys see Windows ten booting on the switch? We did. We mentioned that. We did. And that's about Um, all we know. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) I think it's it wasn't it Windows Ten IoT? It was Windows 10 for ARM, yeah. ARM, which which is used for like IoT related stuff. But I believe it's officially Windows 10 for ARM. Mm -hmm. Used uh, originally on like the Raspberry Pi and stuff. For sure. Uh, Okay. Like, how about one more here from um, XBMC Mods for Xbox? Sure. One more question for you guys. Have you seen the sub wireless adapter for PS Classic Edition? If not, what are your thoughts on it? Um,. I want to say he's
0: talking about there was a it's essentially this little USB adapter that you plug in and it allows you to sync up a wireless PS4 controller or any other controllers to it and I think if you like sync up a PS4 controller you can press one of the buttons and you can instantly access you know the escape menu um Eight bit doe has them here on so the website. So it's by Eight Bit Dough. All right, cool. And I'm guessing,
1: yeah, sub wireless. I'm guessing he did mean USB wireless adapter.
0: Okay, Eight Bit. Oh, l- let me let me bring it up on screen here for everyone. This will be the the last question again. Yeah. Um But uh, damn it, open up a new tab. Come on, Eight Bit doe P.S.
1: Classic.
0: I've did not. i seen it. I don't really have much of an inkling to get it. But
1: it's got like a button to get into the
0: menu or whatever? It does, yeah. It allows you to just access that menu Um, e- if you don't mod your system, which is cool. But yeah, this is... Let me show it here. Wow. So that's what it looks like. It looks just like a giant gray brick sticking out of there. And you could really sync up almost any Bluetooth controller. So you could sync up, of course, the PS4 controller. Um, and then it shows all these other controllers here, which are compatible. I mean, I think this is cool. Don't get me wrong. Hey, what's up, Lily? I can't pick her up she might shit again yeah that was... also on top of that i i had a blood draw today so they told me don't do any strenuous lifting but yeah no i i mean this was cool um would i spend 20 bucks on it probably not
1: yeah i'll be honest but i'm not gonna completely dismiss it yeah not a rip off but you know I don't think I have much of a need for it either. I still sure. haven't unboxed mine. Now, <laughs> I do have, check this out. Um, I did get
0: the uh, Switch GameCube wireless adapter. Do you know about that?
1: You rather wireless one. 8-Bit Doe released a
0: wireless one, and the problem is you need one for every Switch controller. So, well, not, yeah, with every controller. So if you want to have four GameCube controllers, you need to buy four of them. They're like twenty bucks, and it's a Bluetooth adapter that hooks up to your switch, and then you take your um, your GameCube controller and wire it to this adapter. Huh. Yeah, so it's cool. I haven't personally. Where the hell is this? No, Lily, come here. Don't don't go over there. What's up, Lily? i just didn't want her to go over there you you remember that one time where she just crossed over and disconnected everything yeah that was not on the show for so for anybody who's saying oh i don't remember that it's because she did that right before the show right yeah she's a funny dog she does shit like that like something i'll never see her do all of a sudden two years in she surprises me
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but anyways yeah i mean that's cool that's neat maybe i'll maybe one day i'll get bored and investigate it and try and get one of those things. Cause I mean, 20 bucks isn't too much to spend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, for sure. Anyways. I, um I, I
0: do want to say one thing. I'll just kind of comment on this. Someone saying you guys should have a giveaway. Actually, there's not really a proper way for me to do that anymore. Unfortunately, with the way YouTube has cracked down on giveaways, they're trying to kind of, it was a quite a recent change. They're pretty much classifying giveaways into scams and spam. And um wow. Was not aware. Illegitimately boosting growth to your channel, so there is a there's pretty much a very narrow way that you can get it get away with doing a giveaway on YouTube now, but it's just so narrow. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even do giveaways on the channel. I've done a never. I'm not saying I've never done them. I've done a few of them, and they've been so rare. But at this point, it's so rare that I do giveaways. I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth trying to figure out all the verbiage and do it properly just to, you know, avoid yeah. getting a strike. I, I do like one giveaway every few years. I'm just going to do none. So yeah, yeah no, I, I don't know. Like maybe if I ever do one, I'll really just have to do it on social media, stick to like Twitter and Instagram, but it wouldn't be on YouTube. Unfortunately, it's just, I really risk a strike now before it was just personal preference. Understandable. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, should we go ahead and wrap things up? Let's wrap this up, man. This was this, a good show. This was a good episode. Yeah. There's hardly any bad ones. That's true. That's except true. When the stream messes up. Exactly. But they're still good.
0: And so far, we've, we've had two back-to-back. Which, by the way, I still, to everyone saying this, I still don't know how to properly cut off the stream. Everyone who joins in live, they're just like, he cut off the end. But here's the thing. All the video file gets to YouTube. So when you watch the video on YouTube after the stream is
1: processed, the entire stream is there. Maybe we should just like stare at the camera for like 30 seconds awkwardly while, and then wait and then shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I yeah, don't know. It, it, it's, it's weird, but I mean, all things considered, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So it, it's nice that it's at least going as smooth as it is. That's true. Yeah. It's all been good.
0: And again, my PC, because I repasted it, it's not a, it's not turning into a jet engine anymore, yeah, which
1: is great. Quiet. It's real nice. Yeah. So anyways, where can people find you? online devin like always best place is twitter paranoid coder youtube i'll eventually once i especially once i get set up in my new place uh, it, it's been it's been a hectic last few months um I can't believe we're already like a third of the way into the year. I know, man. It was my mind. I'm but, I'm surprised we're over halfway done with April, man. Yeah. So, it's um, just Flash.
0: Damn you week of Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: I haven't I haven't made a video since December, but you know, I've got some ideas planned. Um I've got some updates i want to make on some previous videos and like we were just talking about the beginning of the show i would love to talk about my hackintosh experience at some point oh yeah and if you need any help with your videos let me know
0: too i certainly don't mind you want to edit everything for me yeah seems easy enough <laughs> 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 your videos are pretty easy to, yeah, to edit yeah. so. it was a joke
1: but yeah they're, they're pretty low, <laughs> low, low maintenance yeah so but yeah um what about you man
0: uh, you can find me pretty much all over social media and such my main ones um, of course I have a discord which is linked down below in the description if you're checking this out on YouTube if you want to listen to this podcast we're available on most major podcasting platforms if you want to watch it of course it is available on the YouTube channel Mr. Mario 2011 um, if you want to join in on the stream again we do our announcements sometime in the middle of the month normally on Wednesday so if you want to join mm-hmm. in that'd be fantastic um, but if you just want to watch that's fine as well too As for anything else, you know, I'm Mr. 2011 on Instagram, Twitter. I'd say if you just want to, like, talk or something, Instagram and Discord are generally the best places to get a hold of me where I like to hang out there and such. I have a lot of people that try and DM me on Instagram, and I absolutely hate Instagram DMs. So just don't use it as a tool at all. So if you're... It's kind of if you're trying to DM me or ask me for help on
1: there, you're kind of shouting into a space. Hey, you heard that uh, Facebook's trying to merge uh, Messenger instagram and whatsapp could
0: we not like no
1: one could could we just not i can't wait for the drove of people leaving whatsapp and coming to telegram it's gonna happen that'll be nice what what event happened devin that caused a lot of people
0: to what was it when facebook went out for like a day a ton of people joined telegram yep i remember you told me about that and i was like that makes me so happy
1: yeah i like telegram a lot i I think it's it's a nice service for what it is um but yeah, the idea of Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp—all no, in the same much. app. No, that's just too much. Yeah, we've seen what they've done to Messenger. Even when they try and clean it up, it's not pretty. I don't, because I don't use a like. Re- just fuck Facebook and get all ready things. for stories in your WhatsApp. <sighs> just, no, no. Anyways, no. <laughs> wrapping up. Thank you guys for watching. This has been an awesome show. It was an awesome chat. It has been. And Devin, here's one thing actually to, to
0: anybody who has listened or watched all the way to the end. Um, I want to do a keyword. Oh, so yeah. on YouTube, if you, if you comment with this keyword, we're going to know that you watch or listen to the end, but what keyword should we use? Aesthetic. Aesthetic? Yeah. Aesthetic, like a e s t h e t i c however they can get it out there yeah aesthetic so if you use aesthetic if you want to talk about the vaporwave aesthetic and how it's kind of <laughs> died down for a bit or what your aesthetic of clothing is or you know the aesthetics of this nice dvd menu on the switch which isn't displaying right now but it's gone to sleep i know i know because it's technically running in the album so you yeah. just gonna look at an album for 10 minutes I <laughs> grandma uh, well. could do that true they, they made a whole, I mean, there was a whole industry of that for, you know, like the little mm-hmm. um, the screen things. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Digital picture frames. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I think we're good here. This is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching, listening, and tuning in, everyone. And until next month. See you guys later.